previously on Jamie's DLC podcast. Marissa said she did not like the three-hour movie about boats, and Ryan is quick to correct her. They're called ships, and I liked it. Marissa said she loves you? Well, what did you say back? Thank you. Well, that was polite. Birds. Bob, that's great. Oh, sorry, I, I really should learn to knock in case there's a threesome going on in my bedroom. Call back to end all callbacks. Call back! It's time for J.N. Mitchell's D.O.C. Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of J.N. Mitchell's The O.C. Podcast. The podcast where Jay and Mitchell get together and talk about the OC. Pretty self-explanatory, um, but that's what we're doing. And we're so glad that you're here with us. My name is Jay. Hello. I'm joined, as always, by my best friend, Mitchell Hardage. My name is Mitchell Hardage. Hello. This is uh, the second time we're doing the intro because I forgot to record. Um, and Mitchell... I, if he's mad at me, I can't tell. I'm not mad. Everybody makes mistakes. These things happen. I this know. is podcast, baby. It's all love. But man, I'm trying. We're not. We're never gonna win the podcast award for best OC podcast. If I keep fucking up like this, though, I gotta get my shit together. I want to win that award. I did discover that there is another OC podcast. There are. <laughs> <laughs> There's hey, at yeah, least guys, one. At the end of every episode, we're usually like, hey, if you like this, you know, leave us a review. And uh, But we kind of thought we were the only OC podcast, uh, but now there's multiple ones. So please, <laughs> leave us a nice review if you don't mind, because um, we 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 got to win that award. Yeah, yeah. We, we actually have competition now, so... Or 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 they got competition now because I think they they already like did all of them <laughs> like a year ago. <laughs> yeah, well, if you're the host of that podcast and you're listening to this one, you're going down. Yeah, or um, maybe we could like join forces or guest on each other. Nope, no, nope, Jay's shaking his head. Sorry, we're enemies. <laughs> it's just... I'm very competitive. Welcome to the OC, bitch. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's fine. Uh, I'm sure theirs are great. Um, but this is ours, and uh, it's episode 15, Mitchell. Woo! It's the third wheel. Woo! Who's the third wheel? Rooney. Rooney. Shaking. <laughs> I'm shaking. Yes. Um, third wheel. You could apply that to several characters throughout this episode. Maybe not several. Maybe just a few. But I would say definitely Oliver at some point. Ryan probably feels like a third wheel mm -hmm. for a good bit of this o episode. Oliver is trying to make Ryan feel like the third wheel. Right. And then you got Summer kind of third wheeling it with Seth and Anna. And then Haley, I guess, would technically be fifth wheeling it with the well, Coens. You got Haley and Jimmy. And Jimmy. Uh, so I guess if you do the math, that's like... Training wheels. Yeah. Which isn't bad. I don't, 
But it- yeah, <laughs> we'll get to it. But Sandy and uh, Kirsten do not want them to be there. No, no, it's uh, it gets real dicey there, guys. But we'll we'll get cross that bridge when we get to it. Let's jump right on in because we've already done this once before. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked down to make sure I was recording this time. And good news, I am. See, that's one of those mistakes that it's like, because I do this all the time where I'll, I'll I'll screw something up and then I'll realize that I screwed up. And then it's like, I will never make that mistake again for the rest of my life. And so, you know, like it has to happen once in order for you to be like on it forever. Right. And I'm, it's happened. I'm, I'm genuinely surprised that this is, we're 15 episodes in and this is the first time that this has happened. I kind of, I'm. you know what? I'm proud of us for <laughs> for not botching it. And we've had <laughs> guests on and, and we've pulled that off somehow. Like, it's all worked out. So this is a minor hiccup. We're going to skate on past it. I will say, uh, I apologize to the audience because uh, the... The intro that we that I didn't record was really great. Like we had some really some like classic Jay and Mitchell bits going, like yeah. just firing on all cylinders. Like it was, it was, and and I think the intro that we recorded just now is pretty good. But man, if you could have heard that original intro, lost to time. <laughs> We'll never be that good again. <laughs> no. you got to settle for um, our second attempt, our worst attempt. <laughs> Here we go, guys. OC, Season 1, Episode 15, The Third Wheel. This one directed by Sandy Smolin. It's got an interesting Which... last name. S-M-O-L-A-N, Smolin. Doesn't Alex... it kind of sound like... If Sandy Cohen was trying to come up with a fake name on the spot. Sandy Smolin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'd, he'd come up with a better name than that. <laughs> but yes, that's if I were Sandy Cohen and I had to come up with a fake name on the spot. Uh, yeah, this dude does a lot of like TV episodes and stuff. He directs another episode of the OC that we haven't watched yet, but I'm pretty sure it's in season one. We'll get to it. Um, nothing really of note there. We got writers, Josh Schwartz and Melissa Rosenberg. You'll remember Melissa from the Twilight movies. She wrote those screenplays and, um, she also wrote, she, do you think she, uh, ever, uh, called up old Joshy Schwartzy to, uh, run some like Twilight ideas by him? I would. The man is a master of structure. Um, and I hope, I hope so. I think she like is like a producing partner with him or something. I think they, they have like a, a lot of stuff under their belts that they've worked on together. Um, she also co-wrote the outsider episode with our much, uh, maligned, I guess, uh, Donnie, <laughs> if you will. Uh, sweet, sweet Donnie. Sweet Donnie, the one episode character who, if you'll recall, brandished a gun at a party, pointed it at Luke, and then inadvertently shot Luke in the arm. Just in the arm, though. Just in the arm. Chill out, Luke. <laughs> Going to the hospital. 
Uh, Luke's but then he, fine. We've seen him recently, and I don't even think he like has a scar or anything. Although I'm starting to wonder if he has some sort of like brain damage or something in this episode. Well, if so, getting shot in the arm was the best thing that could have happened to Luke because he's great in this episode. <laughs> he is great in this episode, and he's he's definitely turned into the uh, the golden retriever that we've been <laughs> hoping for. He's yeah. he's no longer an antagonist. Ryan. He's, a, he's a doofus in this episode in like yeah. the best way. Yeah, he's a big, lovable goof. And um really, really good episode for Luke. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and throw his name in the hat for MVP early on. Yeah. Uh I think he's a strong contender. So let's jump in with the previously on. We get a bunch of Haley stuff, if you'll recall. Haley is Kirsten's sister, who's kind of uh world traveler trust fund kid who ran out of money and maybe made a few too many enemies so she's uh, not a fan of pants no not at all very very anti-pants um she is sequestering herself in the cohen's house and um so we in the previously on we see that she's you know yeah rebel child doesn't want to be like kirsten blah 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 then we cut over to anna um running to seth on new year's eve which as we were calling the last episode she does that they make out on his bed they kind of feel like an item now and then we also get some oliver who is painted as kind of a threat to ryan like he's encroaching uh in on marissa's time and energy and like you know, he's kind of boxing out Ryan because he's really also, into Marissa. Also uh, a threat to the quality of the show. Definitely that. Um, <laughs> what is it when it when it escalates? What is it after it's a threat? It's no longer a threat. It's like a reality. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I think I think right off the bat, he was a detriment to the show. Uh, and that's like, yeah, and we've said the Oliver era and it's just like, the more he's a part of like the story, yeah, the worse it because it's like it just takes away from these characters that we like, and it's either about him or it's them reacting to him. And yeah, like, he, fucking go away. He's causing conflict, you know, and the show needs conflict, and it's kind of, but it's like he's like wildly unpredictable i think he's he's like real hot and cold this episode um because at some point you feel bad for him and then at another point you are terrified by him (laughs) another point you're just like pissed off and annoyed by him so he's all over the place he's he's hard to pin down it's really like more like marissa being so like oblivious to how Mm -hmm. this is like affecting her relationship with Ryan. There's one, we'll get to it. There's one moment where even, even though I know it's a TV show, uh, it's, I'm just like, how do you, how are you not realizing what is happening is fucking weird and over the, like crossing the line. We'll get yeah, to it. We'll get to it guys. Um, so we open on the Cohen's kitchen. It's the morning. It's actually, 
possibly Saturday morning because that's the song that is being played by the band Eels, who's Ashley's. They're going to school though, but oh, they are going. Are they going to school? Yeah, they are. The song is Saturday morning. It feels like a Saturday morning because the song is Saturday morning. Right. Uh, but yeah, the song by the band Eels, which is um, one of my wife's favorite bands. And I like them too. I think they're a good band. It's a good tune. Um, so Haley's at the breakfast table. Yeah. I was going to say it's a good tune and it's it's one of the few songs that isn't a Rooney song in this episode, which was nice because yeah. at a certain point, look, man, you know me. I'm a huge Rooney fan. I'm a you Rooney always say I could never get enough Rooney. <laughs> but there there's like six Rooney songs in this. There's two that they perform, but like they just kind of sprinkle them all throughout this episode and they don't really have a ton of range as a band. No, yeah, they and, and they're not even I'm sorry. I can't they're not a band I would like get psyched about. Going to see play live. I'm sorry. They're just kind of like a kind of a beachy throwback kind of like pop band. Like there's I don't know. I could I we couldn't do, see myself being like stoked to see Rooney play. <laughs> it's weird and and that's generally like the 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 climax of this episode is they they go see Rooney. Um, live and we'll talk about them more during the concert but it is like when you find out that it's like oh it's Jason Schwartzman's brother and he's a Coppola you're like oh I can see why they became a famous band that's why you get a record deal yeah maybe a little bit of nepotism in there but yeah they're they're you know Schwartzman's band Phantom Planet does the theme song for the OC. They got a little mm-hmm. pull with Jay Schwartz. And so uh, Jason's like, hey, like, my little... Was his cousin? It's his brother. His brother? Jason Schwartzman's brother is in the... Okay, yeah. he's like, my little brother's got this band. I was wondering if you could, like, you know, give him a little, give him a little love in that popular teen show you got going. Josh Schwartz is like, all right, let let me listen to him. And he's like, oh, I guess we can we can work him into an episode. But I bet Josh Schwartz loves them. I, I bet mean, he's they a big fan. I this can't. is like his right up his alley. You're right. And Shaken is a good song. Shaken it's is a, a good. It's song. It's a fun little pop song. It is. We're shitting on Rooney, which I'm sh- not gonna sh- stop. Shitting. We're <laughs> shitting. We're sh- sh- shitting. <laughs> But it's just kind of, it's hilarious to me how they treat Rooney like the Beatles in this episode. Like they have the same sort of prestige as like uh, Rolling Stones or like Radiohead or or whatever, like the equivalent is of 2003. Right. Um, So yeah, we're in the, we're in the kitchen. Haley is at the breakfast table. She's jamming out on her iPod. She's eating a bagel. She's drinking OJ. She's reading a paper. Sandy enters. He's looking for his bagel. Goes to the bagel basket. It's empty. Haley got the last bagel. Ryan enters. He wants his juice. Man's got to have his juice in the morning. Opens the fridge. Kind of something to go with that dry cereal. 
Yeah, you gotta wash it down with something. God forbid milk. Um, <laughs> he can't do dairy. He's lactose intolerant. <laughs> Pulls out the juice. It's empty. He gets a little splash in his cup. That's it. He it's looks over at it. Haley. She's like gulping down big old glass of orange juice. Seth enters. He's looking through the paper. He's looking for arts and leisure, his favorite section. He can't find it. He looks over at Haley. She's reading Arts and Leisure. Kirsten enters. She's freezing. She weighs like 80 pounds. She's shush shaken. <laughs> she's she's shush shaken. <laughs> she's, she's got a bit of a chill. You know, they live in Newport Beach, California. Where and... it never gets below 75 degrees year round. Right. But I guess this would be, um, this is after New Year's. So this is like January probably. This might be the coldest it gets there. <laughs> And Kirsten looks over and Haley's wearing her big fleecy uh, bathrobe. And so it's, they're all just kind of like stink eyeing Haley at this moment. It's, then, a really, it's a really well done scene because they all that happens and nobody is saying anything. It's just all like them reacting to the thing that they wanted. The thing that's a part of their like sacred morning routine Right. That almost every episode starts with uh, this new, you know, new character has taken from them. She is disrupting, disrupting the routine. It's just like their, their react, their reactions are all like so perfect to what's happening. Oh yeah. Oh, they're, they're all pissed. And so they have a sidebar. The Coens have a sidebar and they're complaining about how Haley never leaves the house. And Ryan's like, well, she probably never leaves because all her friends want to kick her ass. Sorry about the language. And Sandy's like, why? I want to kick her ass. And then Seth's kind of like nods in approval over to Sandy. <laughs> it was just like a good, great little exchange. Um, and then Kirsten's like, okay, okay, I'll talk to her. Assuming Kirsten's going to, you know, try to like be like, hey, have you thought about what you're going to do next and where you might Which- go? <laughs> Which is weird because the last episode ended with her like basically calling Haley out on her bullshit and telling her she needed to grow up. And sure. Haley was basically like, no. And like leaves. Like it didn't, they didn't resolve anything. But like in this episode, Kirsten seems to be very much of like a pushover of like, I'll talk, you, no, I'll handle it. I'll talk to her. And then like doesn't really. I guess she does eventually, but. Yeah, it's kind of similar with uh, Seth telling Summer that he and Anna are dating. It's like they're yeah. just they're just like putting off these uncomfortable conversations that they really need to have. Um, I just noticed that, like mother like son. Huh. Mm. Um, so then we do a uh, <laughs> like a Star Wars wipe over to the pool house. <laughs> It's so weird and so like it it hasn't happened in the 14 previous episodes and all of a sudden I'm like oh are they they're going to do wipes now are they going to transition with the little <laughs> side wipe but yeah. it never happens again in this episode yeah and it's just a one time thing <laughs> it was a weird choice i agree like um and they they take some not big risks uh, in this show, like 
from a filmmaker perspective, but they do take like some risks. Like they, they, we talk about every episode has like kind of an artsy shot mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll play around with, you know, like how they pace out a sequence and stuff like that and cut back and forth between scenes. But yeah, never, never a transition like this before. Yeah, I think I would be okay with it if like that was a reoccurring thing this episode where it's like, oh, they're doing these wipes for some reason. But because it's like a they did Kurosawa it film. Five minutes into the episode, and then they never do it again. It was drove me insane. It was so weird. It was very strange. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more it, it kind of pisses me off. Um <laughs> I wonder if those other OC podcasts are <laughs> even brought this up i don't know if anybody could get as angry at this show as we do (laughs) i think it's the combination of being in quarantine for six months (laughs) and um being like taking exhaustive notes on this show and just being Mm -hmm. like why can't they just be consistent with the wipes (laughs) i don't know Anyway, um, so we're at the pool house and uh, Ryan's getting ready for school and Seth enters and Seth claims that Ryan is, quote, whipped by Marissa. And he's just jealous that they never really have Seth and Ryan time anymore. And Ryan's like, well, I got time now. And Seth tells him that he and Anna are taking it to the next level. And they're going to tell Summer, but he's worried that it'll hurt Summer's feelings. And before Ryan can offer his uh, no-doubt sage advice, because Ryan is uh, so wise, uh, Marissa enters, and she pulls Ryan away. As he's leaving, uh, he promises Seth that he will finish this chat tonight. And... Here's another weird thing that happened in this episode. The, uh, aside from the the transition, the wipe. Seth makes like a whipping motion, you know? Like yes. you're whipped by Marissa and then it it does it makes like the sound effect like they foley in what? like a cr- cracking whip sound. And it's I like th- in a baby got back. Exactly. Exact <laughs> it's that exact sound effect. And I thought well, the first time I saw it, I thought Seth just made that sound with his mouth. And I was like, wow, that was a really good whip cracking sound you did there, Seth. And then I, I rewound it and I watched it again. And no, there's no way. Like, they definitely, like, folied that in. I'm like, what is going on in this episode? Sandy Slowen, what what are you doing here, man? Get raining in a little bit. Yeah, we just started. I gotta like, I gotta have my juice and bagel and read the arts and leisure section before you just like catapult me into the OC with all these weird elements you're bringing in. Like, it's too much. Anyway, the the whip cracking cues the credits, the opening credits. So we go to that. We go to commercial. And we come back, and we're in Harbor School. Harbor School. We're in the hallways. Ryan and Marissa are worried that they've become one of those couples that only hangs out with each other. They're talking about that. And um, they agree uh, spending the night apart is a good call. And like Ryan's going to go hang out with Seth, talk about his stuff. 
And then uh, and then Marissa's like, oh, go to class. And Ryan's like, I'll walk you. So they're just still attached at the hip, even though they're trying to kind of like spend a little more time apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what's going on with them. Then we cut over to we the library. Know, we don't know what Marissa's doing. Like they do say, like Tonight? we're having a night apart. Will be will be good, right? And we know that Ryan and Seth are going to hang out, and I I assumed like, oh well, she's probably going to like hang out with Summer, yeah, or Jimmy, or yeah, you know. But who does she end up hanging out with? <laughs> I guess wishful thinking. I was like, I hope yeah. she hangs out with Summer. Maybe, hey, maybe we. Uh, won't see that Oliver guy anymore, even though he was in the previously on. <laughs> Maybe they'll just realize what a bad idea this character was, and they'll just just exnay it right then and there. She'll just get a phone call and be like, "He died. <laughs> Donnie oh. shot him." <laughs> well, I never really got to know him that well. Oh well. Hey Ryan, wait up. <laughs> um. Oh, too good to be true. No, that's wishing death. Well, he's not real. And he sucks. He's not real. He can die. Um, So then we go over to the library. Seth and Anna are like flirting with each other, sitting next to each other, flirting. Summer enters and they kind of like cut it out. And um, Seth is kind of making excuses like he's deflecting. Um, Summer goes to get a book Anna admits that she hates lying to Summer. She's like, we just got to tell her. And Seth tells Anna that he and Ryan are going to chat about it tonight, come up with a game plan, and then we'll break the news to Summer. It's like, he can't just talk to her. <laughs> I I love the idea of like, if if I was hiding a relationship from a friend and I was like talking to the to the woman that I was like secret dating, it would be like, how are we going to tell? I'd be like, I'm going to talk to Mitchell and me and him are going to come up with an idea. Not me and you person. Right. I'm in the relationship with. Right. <laughs> me <laughs> and my new thing. brother. Like, you don't do anything. You're, you're just sweet and innocent. I'm going to talk to my boy and we'll come up with something. Yeah. It's like, why? D- I'm surprised Anna didn't like, I don't know, kind of take charge in that moment because she's such like a like a sort of like strong character. Like she just kind of like, you know, she very does. self-assured. She does uh, later in the episode or she tries to, but. She has the same problem he does when she mm-hmm. tries to, as we'll find out. Um, so then we cut over to the Cohen's living room. Uh, Sandy's helping Jimmy with his resume, which is coming but- up a little short, to be honest. What's up? Okay. I want to talk about this scene for just a little bit. So, Sandy helping Jimmy with his resume. Jimmy lost his job, like, at the beginning of the show, like, during the summer. We have already established it's, like, January now. So, if you say, like, he lost his job in August, that's, like... At least six like, months or so. It's like, yeah, five or six months where he hasn't even like put a resume together. Like, what's he been <laughs> doing for the last six months? Like, he has an apartment and like he's he's paying for stuff. Like, what's he doing? How? He yeah. Even, How is he paying for stuff? 
I don't know. He doesn't he's, have any money. And he's just like, just now, he's like, you know what? New year, I'm going to get a job. Maybe he had to do like court stuff because he was going to go to jail for a while and like sell the house and all that. But still, six months? Like no action? Nothing, Jimmy? I think it might have been that like the writers every four or five episodes, they're like, oh yeah, we have that storyline with Jimmy. <laughs> and like how he lost his job and he's trying to like get his life back. We'll throw something in there. We'll have Sandy help him with his resume. Yeah, then, but we like, got to get through Thanksgiving and <laughs> Christmas and Christmas, rather, New Year's Eve. Like, we got to do all that shit first. Yeah. Like, all December is spoken for. Like, we can't get into the <laughs> Jimmy resume. Sorry, Jimmy. Maybe that was, We're I not mean, finding you a job. Honestly, that sounds like something Jimmy would do. He's like, well, you know, we got the holidays coming up, so I'll just, I'll just push it out a month. Like, nobody, nobody's hiring in December anyway. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's how he justifies it. Of course. Um, yeah, uh, a little strange, but you know, it, it's it's we're here. You, they're working on the resume, and and Haley enters right, and then Jimmy is stoked to see her. He hasn't seen her in so long. She's been you know jet setting around the world, and mm-hmm. she's pretty stoked to see him. And um, Sandy says. She's got no job, no friends, and no prospects. And I say that with love. And Jimmy <laughs> says, sounds like we got a lot in common. <laughs> so that's that's kind of like what brings these two together is the fact that they like really don't have anything going on in their lives. <laughs> They're yeah. just like, hey, we're both kind of fuck ups, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you want to yeah, hang out? <laughs> There's a weird scene where they're like talking and they're basically trying to like outdo one another with like their shortcomings and like how they they fucked up. It's like, yeah, well, I did this. Well, I did this. It's like, oh, you got me there. Pride. Yeah, yeah. Haley's got some some interesting uh, motivations, and yeah, (laughs) they're both they're both. Straight, they're both perfect for each other, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so then we cut over to the Cohen's kitchen. Um, Sandy and Kirsten are bringing groceries in. Uh, I guess it's a little later now. Sandy's a little upset because Kirsten didn't have that talk with Haley that she said she was going to at breakfast. Um, Kirsten says that they were finally getting along. And she didn't want to ruin some quality sister bonding time. So, again, like, deflecting, delaying. Mm-hmm. Um, she tosses Sandy some bagels, which I say is is hardly a decent consolation. But still, <laughs> she's, she's trying. Um, but they are sesame bagels. And, and Sandy drops a line... That made me laugh out loud. He's holding the bagels. He goes, I'm going to hide them. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's got the way he says it was such conviction. He's just like, I'm going to hide (laughs) them. Which I'm not fucking around. Yeah. Where does he hide them? Where do where would you hide the bagel so that Haley would never think to look? For um, uh, in my pants drawer. Yes, perfect. She hates pants. 
Hates pants. In the pants drawer or the um, the resume cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> Which she was just in getting Jimmy's resume ready. Just just going through that cabinet. That's true. I noticed also in this, they're like unpacking groceries while they're having this this back and forth. And did you notice how many bananas they had? How many bananas did they have? At least like five bushels of bananas, which are we're usually like, what, like five or six. Yeah, bananas. we're talking like 25, 30 bananas. <laughs> What the fuck? I, I, think, I, I bet Ryan it's a, like it's not a real show, but those you're not gonna eat all those. They're gonna go bad. I bet I've never R- seen any of them eat a banana. Well, I would I would think that Ryan Ryan probably like work. He works out, you know, like he's he's pretty ripped. He mm-hmm. probably like you know bust out some some squats and benches and thing curls in the in the pool house. And he comes in the kitchen and he throws like three bananas in a blender and then he just like chugs it. And three bananas, three raw eggs, and like a big dollop of peanut butter. And then he just downs it. Mm. Yeah, I bet those are all Ryan's bananas. <laughs> it was just like but a also, comic yeah. It would be like if there was like a, a cartoon for like Donkey Kong. Yeah, that's how many bananas they got. (laughs) Also, like, I don't know about the bananas you get, but the bananas I get are like bad within four days. Like, yeah, like they they go bad so fast. So, yeah, they're going to have to like down some fucking bananas. I I feel it's like an accomplishment if I finish the bananas before if I don't throw one away. Yeah, it's like, hey, look at me. Being I, healthy. I started freezing them because I'm like, I can't, <laughs> I can't sad. like guarantee that I'm going to eat a banana a day, you know? Uh, enough about bananas. Let's cut, let's go outside with Haley and Jimmy. They're catching up. Uh, they're in like the backyard. Um, Jimmy's reminiscing, which a big surprise there. That's like all he fucking does. Uh, he brings up how Haley used to love Golden Girls, the TV show Golden Girls. Um, and I wrote down, don't Summer and Anna also love Golden Girls? But I think we find that out this episode as well. Which I was going like, to ask how yeah. we wanted to address this, because it's not, it's a callback, but it's more of a, I don't know. Is it a callback yet? Not yet, but not they yet. sing about it in the bathroom at the, um, at the Rooney concert. I don't know if it's so much a callback as it is a motif in this episode because it keeps yeah. coming up over and over and it's like you know they're watching golden girls they're talking about golden like hmm yeah i don't i don't think it's i don't think it qualifies I sorry golden I want, girls i want it to be but hey it's... we we have to adhere to the rules of the callback we can't start getting wishy-washy with what we call a callback I understand. The rules were written long ago. <laughs> we cannot break the rules. Fair enough. So, Haley says that she would love to hang with Jimmy. 
and uh, hear how he's made such a mess of his life. <laughs> Ouch. Jimmy agrees. He says, um, although I bet your story doesn't involve getting punched in the face at Cotillion. And Haley says, I bet yours doesn't involve half a pound of hash in a border guard in Budapest. And Jimmy says, no. Which made me laugh out loud. <laughs> the way he's just like, <laughs> he just there's something about There's something about like Haley being introduced that like takes some of the heat off of Jimmy. Aside from like, he's just now getting to putting his resume together. But it's like, right. In this episode, like he's not the the guy that we're like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Get your shit together. Oh, you thought Jimmy Cooper was a fuck up? <laughs> Let me introduce you to Haley Nickel. Uh, also, uh, he in this scene he makes a reference to, um, I think I wrote I wrote it down, but he says like, yeah, me and me and uh, Kirsten used to babysit you, and you would watch. Golden Girls, and I forget how old he said that she was, but it well, was like it was like seven or something. Like it was, she was much younger. And then, like later on when they hang out, he was like, "I just wanted to like recreate the whole like when we were babysitting you," which was weird. <laughs> it, dude, yeah, it is weird, and it comes up again towards the end of the episode. Spoiler alert: they kiss, and then Jimmy says something real weird. About their age difference and like reminiscing on the past and stuff like that. And yeah, I think I did the math. It's like a 10 year age gap, which when you're like in your 30s and 40s, like not that big a deal. But yeah, when you're talking about like, oh, when I was a teenager and you were a little kid. Yeah. Kind of bizarre. Um, Yucky. I yuck. think because his ex-wife went so much older. Right. She's dating Caleb. He was like, well, fuck you. I'm going to go younger. <laughs> I wish he would go older. I wish he'd bring home like a, like a, like a golden girl. Bring oh, home a rose. <laughs> <laughs> if they got Betty White to like guest spot in this show, man, I would much prefer her to Haley. <laughs> no offense, Haley. Betty White and Rooney in the same episode? Oh, Come my on, Mitchell. God. Just fucking cancel the show after that because it ain't getting better (laughs) (laughs) rock and roll icon Rooney the whole time Betty White thinks it's Mickey Rooney (laughs) he's like when am I gonna do a scene with Mickey we're friends wait a second that's not Mickey I ain't telling jokes (laughs) play that loud rock and roll music Uh, so then we come back over to the kitchen we're with um Sandy and Kirsten, they're talking about how they never have time alone anymore. They're in a house full of teenage boys and vagabond sisters. And uh, they start kissing. And then... This is something that happens every couple episodes, too, is basically they're like, haven't seen you recently. And like it almost seems like at the end of every sentence they could be, they could say like, we haven't been fucking lately. Like, <laughs> that because that's like that's the, what they're generally implying. the tone is like. Yeah. We haven't had any alone time to fuck. You know what alone time means. <laughs> Don't give up on me, baby. Oh, 
yeah, and it's because every time they start getting intimate with each other, somebody barges in. If they're look, <laughs> if they're like, if they're like, hey, where's where's Ryan? Where's Seth? Where's where's Haley? They're like, I don't know. Let's just start making out, and one of them will show up. <laughs> that always happens. They always get barged in upon. Um, and it happens again. They start kissing, and Jimmy and Haley enter. And Haley goes, you guys are so whipped. And I'm like, that's a callback. And that's what they call a callback in comedy, Ron. Callback! Market. Market! A weird one, though, because I'm like, how? Like, you can't both be whipped <laughs> by each other. Like, what are you... <laughs> What are you talking about, Haley? What the hell? She clearly does not know what that term means. Oh, in Budapest, it means something different. (laughs) It means foreplay. Yeah. (laughs) You guys are so doing foreplay right now. (laughs) And Sandy's like, I'm trying. Also, Uh, it's weird that Jimmy's there just kind of watching because they have a past. (laughs) Very... Very awkward. But uh, Jimmy, Jimmy's like, okay, I'm going to go now. He takes off. Uh, he and Haley confirm their plans to hang out tomorrow night. Like, before he exits, like, tomorrow night? Huh? Let's hang out? She's like, yeah. And then Haley exits. And then Sandy and Kirsten agree, tomorrow night? That's our time to get intimate. Kids are going to the concert. Well, we don't know that yet. I guess they're like, I guess we'll get rid of the kids. You know. Yeah. Go, uh, here's some money. Go to a movie, whatever. But they're getting (laughs) Haley out of the house finally because she's just been holed up in there. Getting Haley out. So they're going to have a little alone time. Time to get, time to get sexual. Get busy. Sandy, just busy. So we got over to the harbor parking lot. Luke's by his truck. Ryan approaches. Luke reveals. Yeah. Ryan gives him a. We see Ryan like walking across the parking lot, and then like the the shot cuts to like a, a further back shot. So we see Luke standing by his truck, and Ryan gives him the. Hey man. Hey man. Oh man! If I, if I, you know if I was just like uh, putting groceries in my car or something, and then from behind me I just hear like, hey man. Just (gasps) drop the groceries. (laughs) Is that for me? (laughs) Yeah. The egg splatter. The bushels of bananas everywhere. (laughs) Help you with those bananas. You gonna eat all those bananas? (laughs) I love bananas. I got a great smoothie recipe for you. It takes five bananas. But it looks like you got enough. (laughs) Um Yeah, uh Luke reveals to Ryan that he's got a flat tire. Somebody slashed it. And Ryan offers to help change the tire to his enemy. Like, Luke and he, him were like enemies before. And then they went through the thing with Luke's dad. And I guess they're kind of bros now. But, like, Ryan's just like, shit, man. I'm sorry that happened to you. Let me let me you help you what? change the tire. I think, it was, I think it was when they fought those guys together. I yeah. I think that was like, That's what now, we're, now we're buddies. Solidified their bond, for sure. Um. Ryan's an angel. He's he's such a good guy. Um, so you, then you see some water polo jerks pass by and make a homophobic remark about Luke's dad, reminding us that that's why Luke's getting all this shit because his dad's gay. 
Um, and Luke's like, he's like, you think I'm getting what I deserve for being a jerk for so many years? I'm like, whoa, that's like very self-aware, Luke. Yeah, dude. And Ryan says, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) No JK. He's just like, yeah, probably. (laughs) You fucking dick. This is like a, uh, because as much as I hate the Oliver era, the like one good thing that comes out of it is like the Luke, the yeah. the 180 that Luke's character does yeah. is like, it makes the episodes like better because he's like, he's involved and now he's this guy that isn't terrible. I just wish that they gave the amount of screen time to Luke that they gave to Oliver. <laughs> like, I just wish yes. that they flipped. And so you just get like a little bit of Oliver and then like a lot more Luke. But, <laughs> but that's just not how it plays out, unfortunately. No. Um, So Ryan's kind of like, hey, man, the tire can wait. You just want to like get out of here? And it looks like, yeah, for sure. So they leave. And then we cut over to the Cohen's game room, and Luke is very into playing Madden on the PS2, 3 at this point. I don't know. I was uh, trying to figure out if it was Madden or there was like a college. EA did like a college football game for a little while. Because uh, I was trying to see if there was like team logos or anything like that, but I couldn't really tell. Might have been but cheaper to get the rights to the college teams as opposed to the NFL teams, like to display them on TV. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Regardless, he's yeah, he's like yelling at the screen. He's as if he was watching a football game, but he's playing it. Right, because at this point, he's like a dog, and the, <laughs> the TV screen is like a mail truck driving by or something. Um, so Seth sidebars with Ryan. I guess in this part, you could say Luke is the third wheel, huh? Yes! How about that? Seth sidebars with Ryan. Seth's upset with Ryan for walking back on his promise of, quote, Seth and Ryan time. And Ryan tells Seth that some kid slashed Luke's tire. And then Seth's like, damn it. What is he like on his pizza? Oh, good old Seth. Fucking Seth and Ryan and Luke video game pizza party night. That's an yep. episode. I just want that episode. Just I do me, too. Give me 45 minutes of just that. Why can't we just take a break every once in a while, take a breather, <laughs> and just spend 45 minutes playing PlayStation with these guys? <laughs> you know? No drama, it's... no Oliver. Man. Just hanging out. Like old times. Except that in the beginning, Seth is like, he plays PlayStation for the sports games. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm like... He's at your house. Like, you have that sports game. Yeah, which it's, he's, it's, Seth's mad that he's not playing that uh, ninja game. Right. It's like, I bet, I know we had this game. I bet Caleb got Seth the, the, the football. (laughs) Seth, I think you'll like this game. It has Tony Tony Romo, (laughs) my favorite NFL quarterback. Tony Robo Tony Romo NFL quarterback club. <laughs> oh, was that a game? Or what was that it? Was, Troy Aiken? Uh for like N sixty four there was a yeah, NFL quarterback club. It had right. Brett Favre on it. Brett Favre, that's it. Um 
Okay, so Luke yells out, Cohen, check this out. I broke this bitch in half. (laughs) (laughs) He's just, he's he's really good at the football game, I guess. Seth mutters to, okay, this, this was, this was kind of weird and I kind of want your thought on this. So Seth's like closing his eyes and kind of muttering to himself, Luke has a gay dad. Luke has a gay dad. And then he exclaims, can't wait to see it, bud. So like, why did he mutter that? I think he muttered it because it was him. Like in his mind, he was like, be nice to this guy because all of the water polo players are being shitty to him and slashed his tires because his dad is gay. Right. Yes. That's yeah. That was kind of, I was thinking like my first thought was that it was like, he's kind of pumping himself up with sympathy for Luke before he's like, I got to put up with this guy because he's annoying. But it was like, also like, could it have been like belittlement? Cause it could it have been like very likely, but, I choose to see it in the way that I said because it <laughs> makes me like Seth more. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and, and it's unclear. Like, it's unclear like what he's what he means by that. But I just thought it was it was weird. <laughs> it just it felt like he was like like he had to like pump himself up to be nice to Luke. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what it's like. It's just like it's just like so it's like uh, he's. You know, say like, uh, he's your best friend's son. He's your best friend's son. Can't wait to see it, buddy. Like, you, you just, you yeah. kind of say like, okay, like, psych yourself up because like, you got to be nice to this kid now or whatever. Yeah. Like, I want to, I want to yell at this person, but their mom is in the hospital. So I'm right. going to be nice to them. His mom's in the hospital. His mom's in the but, hospital. Hey, cool. Not cool. that like, not that like Trick his dad me. has a disease of but, homosexuality. It's more like everybody's being shitty to yeah, Luke it's, it's, because of his dad. Right. As unfortunate and wrong as it is, like Luke's dad being gay is the source of Luke's like pain right now. It's like it's why he's having a hard time because the kids yeah. at school are giving him a hard time because of that. So yeah, I'd say it's yeah. It's Seth pumping himself up with sympathy. <laughs> like, also, like I was hoping. If, if it is that way that we're saying it is, it makes him saying that like and then going can't wait to see it buddy the way yeah. he like turns around and like f- it's like fake excited is really funny no yeah that it was good like the way he played it was good i was just like why did he say that anyway <laughs> then the phone rings ryan answers the phone it's marissa she's at <gasps> oliver's ryan is understandably immediately uncomfortable with this <laughs> because like all of us we assumed she was going to be hanging out with summer or you yeah. know not oliver not like yeah spending alone time with this other dude and uh she says that they ordered way too much moroccan food and she invites ryan over to help them eat it and so it's cutting back and forth between ryan and marissa cuts to marissa Oliver then proceeds to feed Marissa some food with his hands. This is the part where I was saying earlier of like, even even if you're like not aware of like how this friendship could seem uh, weird to your boyfriend, it's like if a if a dude is like kind of standing over you 
right. and like feeding you this like it looked like I was like falafel or like I don't know what it was, but it was like it some was kind of, kind of like, it was like a, like a grape wrap or something. I don't know. Yeah, and like he, the way he like puts it in her mouth, she eats it and goes, mm, "It's so good." And he goes, "It's Moroccan." <laughs> Which she already told Ryan <laughs> that they ordered way too much Moroccan food. <laughs> it's so funny. He goes, yeah, it's, it's Moroccan. Moroccan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, I would say highly inappropriate. You don't want to be f- feeding girls food with your hands. Or it's just like even just being like, no, we're just friends. It's like. No, none of my friends have ever done that to me. Not, I mean, we do that to each other. Right. But. Or um, we used to before fucking COVID happened. Now yeah. I don't know when the next time we'll be able to see each other. Man, that's like top two things I miss. Hugging my mom. <laughs> hugging my mom and feeding Jay with my hands. <laughs> Fucking COVID. Wear a mask, everybody. Come on. <laughs> let's, let's get this over with. <laughs> um, so at this point, yeah, Marissa's naivete is astonishing to me. I'm just like, how how, <laughs> how do you not see the like how this would make Ryan upset? <sighs> okay. So that I think like more than Oliver being the little shit that he is. Like, Marissa's pissing me off just as much right now. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because Ryan hears all this happening. He's on hearing the phone. it. And to be to, like, to be honest, Oliver's probably doing that shit on purpose. Like, he knows Marissa's talking to Ryan. He's like, I'm going to feed her some food with my hands and be like, mm, yeah, it's Moroccan. <laughs> or also, just like, Oliver ordered way too much food. It was like, you know how much food to order for two people. Yeah. Especially, and, you know, I, you know, M- Misha Bard, Maris Cooper is very thin and, uh, like, almost to, like, an, an unhealthy level. Uh, so, there's that. But still, it's like, you know how much food to order for two people. <laughs> well, I bet, like, I bet what happened was, like, Oliver was trying to, like, show off. Because that's all he does. He like flaunts his money, his connections with mm-hmm. mega world famous rock stars Rooney. And he's just trying to like impress Marissa. He's just going to be like, look how much food I ordered. Because I can just get, pff, I can just order the whole menu. And then Marissa sees that and she's like, whoa, that is way too much food. I don't want to waste food. I'm going to call Ryan. And then Oliver's just like, fuck. <laughs> Because the last person he wants to come over is Ryan. Right. Anyway, so Ryan hangs up the phone and he invites Seth and Luke over to Oliver's also. He's like, you guys like Moroccan? So when we cut over to Oliver's, he lives the, in... What? Ryan hangs up the phone and he like walks into the other room where where Luke... Luke has been like sitting on the coffee table this whole time, which yeah. is also really funny. This is and close Seth to the is, TV. Like, sitting on the couch behind him and... Uh, Ryan goes, uh, how do you guys feel about Moroccan? And they're like quiet for a second. And then Luke points at the TV and looks at Seth. <laughs> and he goes, I think I really hurt that guy. 
Oh, Luke, it's a video game, honey. <laughs> it's so it's so great. Oh, you silly Luke boy. Luke is the MVP of this episode, man. It's, it's already, it's... yeah, hands down. So then we cut over to Oliver's, and this MFR lives in a hotel penthouse. It's fancy. Mm-hmm. And they're all sitting around on the floor eating Moroccan food with their hands. Oliver's bragging about like how cultured he is and well traveled and stuff. And well, because Ryan goes, Ryan, Ryan goes, hey, where's the silverware, man? And then and Oliver that- goes, no, man, it's Moroccan. You eat it with your hands. <laughs> yeah, aren't you? Don't you know that? Oh my god. Yeah. Here, I'll feed you. Yeah, <laughs> like, like this. <laughs> it's Moroccan. <laughs> it's so good. It's Moroccan. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Gotta eat with your hands. Um, Oliver, yeah, he's bragging about how cool he is. Everybody but Ryan is eating out of the palm of his hand. Much like Marissa was in the previous seat, but like you know, figuratively. Yeah, Seth is immediately just like, "Hey, man, if you ever want me to come hang out here in your penthouse, I totally will." I'm like, like, "Hey, Seth, show some loyalty, bud." Yeah. Also, Seth, you live in a mansion and get whatever you want. Like, <laughs> how much higher can you climb? You know. Plus, Oliver sucks. Like, I don't care how much money you got like the company just isn't that good yeah um so this is the kind of the beginning of ryan and the audience feeling like they're being gaslit a little bit by oliver it's because like all right oliver takes some jabs at ryan clearly and everybody just kind of laughs him off you know he's like have you, he's like, ask him if he's ever been to Paris. If Ryan Atwood has ever been to Paris. <laughs> it's like, like, no, I grew up in Chino. Like, I've been to Chino and Newport. That's it. And that's it. And Tijuana, I guess. And Tijuana. <laughs> so he's like, Ryan, you ever been to Paris? And Ryan's like, no, but I heard the Louvre is cool. And Oliver's like, nah, don't go there, man. It's totally overrated. And just like, Ryan's just like, okay, asshole. Like, <laughs> I just said I've never been there. Like, I'm, ch- I'm trying to have a conversation. You're just being a dick to me. Um, Oliver talks about like snowboarding in the Alps. Says like, oh man, we should all go. Like, I could pay for everybody to go, no problem. And like everybody but Ryan wants to be this guy's best friend because of all his badass shit he's offering them. Um, and yeah, like Ryan's like super skeptical of him the whole time. And I am right there with him. Cause yeah. Yeah. Well, you saw how he's feeding, feeding him Marissa <laughs> dates or whatever. So then Oliver gets up, goes over to the stereo and he fucking cranks Rooney. And Seth's like, oh, man, they're playing tomorrow, but it's all sold out. And Oliver's like, I'll call their manager. I'll get us all in. They're amazing live. (laughs) To which I say, Rooney? Amazing? Live? (laughs) Really? (laughs) And I got to say, he wasn't wrong. 
They, they fucking are. Kill they it. sound just like the record. <laughs> so it's a date. They're all gonna go see Rooney tomorrow. All gonna go hang out with Rooney and Oliver because they're buddies. You think Oliver's a Coppola? No, I looked into it. Also, uh, <laughs> also, like up until this point, you we are very skeptical about what Oliver lies about and what he tells the truth about. Because yeah. last episode with the whole um, party, yeah, you know, that whole thing. But he is they're in the penthouse still, so it is like again, unless he murdered the person who really lives there, which I'm like, not ruling out. Right. Could but it is well. this thing of like, does he really know Varuni? But he's really he's really going all in with it, so Yep. Cards are on the table. So then we dip to commercial, we come back. We're in the Cohen's kitchen. It's the next morning. Um we open on a Rooney like postcard that's pinned to the cork board. <laughs> it's like there are all these little Rooney Easter eggs throughout the episode. Well, don't you remember, Mitchell, when you would go to a show, you would get uh, like a flyer or a postcard or something and put it on the family cork board just so everyone knew that's where you were going to be that night. Hey guys, Rooney's <laughs> coming up. It's on the cork board. It's on the cork board under Saturday or whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, no. The fact that a band would have a postcard is kind of bizarre to me, but... They're, they're co- they got that Coppola money. Coppola man. money, yeah. Got all those. They don't just. They don't print out of, flyers. They right. have laminated postcards. Right. Yeah. They're kind of like. Um, they're kind of like overwhelming the population with Rooney. It's just like everywhere you look, Rooney, 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 and then it gets into your head, and you're just like, "Why am I thinking about Rooney all the time?" <laughs> <laughs> no wonder this show sold out. Well, they're they are amazing live, so. We see the Rooney postcard. <laughs> then we pan over to Ryan and Seth eating breakfast. Ryan kind of makes a jab about Seth eating with a fork now. Callback. And that's what they call a callback in comedy, Ryan. Mark it. Yeah. Seth is asking for Ryan's advice on when and how he should tell Summer that he and Anna are dating. Like he's kind of been doing the whole episode, I guess. And uh, Ryan's well, they were just gonna like talk about it last night, but then they ended up yeah hanging out with Luke. And, and, although, yeah. again, the sleepover pizza party video game night. I want to hear what Luke has to say. I want to hear his advice. I don't necessarily want Seth to take Luke's advice, but no, I want to hear, hear it. Yeah. <laughs> so Ryan's just like, tell her face to face. Tell her today. That's kind of. That's kind of the end of the conversation. <laughs> it's just like all this buildup and Ryan's just like, yeah, just like tell her now. And Seth keeps like trying to deflect and delay it. Like, why don't I text her? Like, get a Blackberry. That's very edgy. Very 21st century. And Ryan's like, very cold. And I'm like, that is still true. If you like break some big news to somebody on text, I guess it's more commonplace yeah. now, but I wouldn't do it. But I like that. I like that. Uh, in yeah, in two thousand and three, or I guess two thousand and four. Now, technically, since it's in January, uh, Seth is like, maybe I should send her a text message. Ooh, a new form <laughs> of communication. 
That was when you got like 20 text messages a month. Otherwise, you had to like pay extra. Yeah, exactly. This is by one of 20 I'm sending to you, Summer. So, you know, take that for what it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, why does Seth ask for Ryan's help if he's just going to ignore it? You know? Mm. He can't. I mean, just because Seth's like, he just is going to do what he wants to do regardless. Yeah, and if and if by some chance Ryan gives him advice that he likes, he'll take that. But if he doesn't right. like it, he's not going to take it. Ah, uh, classic teenager route. <laughs> I was going to say I think I still do that, but yeah, most people do. I probably do that too. So Ryan appropriately <laughs> calls Seth a coward, and he tells him to tell Summer today, and Seth doesn't want to because you know. Rooney is tonight and I guess he doesn't want to you know hurt Summer's feelings to spoil this magical evening so he's gonna push it off again and um Haley overhears this as she's entering and she's like oh I thought that show was sold out because everybody (laughs) knows about the Rooney show tonight (laughs) everyone knows who Rooney is that they're playing a show in Newport and that it is sold out. Like I expected Sandy to walk in like two minutes later with a Rooney like, t-shirt on. Hey, who's ready for Rooney? <laughs> and he's like, I was about to go get tickets. And they're like, dad, it's sold out. And he's like, Oh, oh man. man, I love Rooney. Oh, I guess I'll just have to catch him next time. <laughs> So, uh, Haley saw Rooney open for the Vines last year. Remember the Vines? Could you imagine seeing Rooney and the Vines on the same show? I did look at uh, Rooney's Wikipedia, and uh, they they toured with some pretty... uh, Some bands that you would expect, and then some that... Like, they opened for Queens of the Stone Age, which I was like, that seems like kind of a weird fit, but okay. I mean, yeah, I don't know how it is with those big major label bands, but I imagine that's like a whole orchestra of like PR people and booking agents or, and promoters. Or maybe they're on the same label. So maybe could that- be. Yeah. Or it could just be that Coppola money. They're just Cope. like, yeah, they're just like, hey, we'll pay for Queens of the Stone Age tour bus if you let them open for you. I don't want to discredit Rooney like that but they're not that good it doesn't make sense um <laughs> but they are we're gonna we're gonna one. talk more about them don't worry we're not done talking about <laughs> rooney shaken's um, a good song shaken's all right so yeah seth explains to Haley that oliver's got the hookup for the rooney show and Haley's like the same oliver that tried to kiss your girlfriend on new year's eve ryan and Seth starts like defending Oliver, like, hey, it's cool. He's got a girlfriend. He seems cool. And uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's some. another thing. Uh, Natalie, his made up girlfriend, is supposed to be coming to the Rooney show with them. Right. I didn't even mention her because there's like no point because she's not real. <laughs> she's not real. And if anybody thinks she's real at this point, you're fooling yourself. You played yourself. Oh, put a but no, I bring it up ass. because then he later on he does something and he says it's because of the fight that they got in. Or something. That's true. Yeah, she he, she's like a 
she's like a a MacGuffin for him or something. She's like a motivator for him, but not real. So Ryan's clearly not a fan of Oliver. Uh, he says, you know, we don't seem to have a lot in common. And Haley's like, so now you got to worry about your girlfriend with Oliver and rock stars Rooney. <laughs> and... uh <laughs> She uh she dumps the rest of her cereal in her bowl and she's like, "You mind if I finish the cornflakes?" And Seth says, "Hey, she asked. It's a start." Cuz Haley's getting better a little yeah, bit. She's still taking the last of she's their breakfast. Also, it. they Kirsten just went grocery shopping the day Dude, before. They cleaned out them cornflakes. What is going on? <laughs> I guess it's just bananas for breakfast because Haley took all the cornflakes. Good thing we still got bananas. <laughs> uh, yeah, Seth says, hey, Lee, she asked, it's a start. Ooh, and then we, Schwartz. That's why I wrote that down. Schwartz on over to the driveway with Sandy and Kirsten. And Sandy's like, hey, at least she's leaving the house. It's a start. Love it. Um, <laughs> they're taking like plants and soil and pots out of the car i thought it was more groceries again and (laughs) (laughs) the the writers were like wait didn't they just buy groceries yesterday (laughs) and a little mad i see kirsten with two more bags full of bananas it's too much yeah and two bags full of cornflakes because apparently those (laughs) those are a hot item (laughs) no it seems like they went to like uh Pikes of the plant, yeah, to a nursery or something, and just got some plants. Hey, they're doing a little gardening. I love it. Uh, they are stoked to have the house to themselves tonight. Kirsten is concerned that Rooney is a quote Satan worshiping death metal speed freak band. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Which is mom, pretty pretty adorable. Also, couldn't be further from what Rooney actually is. <laughs> Rudy is the most sort of like um uh kind of like watered down like generic ubiquitous inoffensive music you can think of. Yeah. Um Sandy reassures her because he's cool. He's like I'll get the beat on Rooney, don't worry. I'll check up on Rooney. I'll check my sources. Um, which which leads to a pretty great scene. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And we'll get we'll get there in, in just a scene or two. Um, he ends the scene by again begging Kirsten to talk to Haley to like get the fuck out of my house. And then we cut over to the pool house. It's nighttime now. Just real quick though, yeah. he like when they end the scene by him being like please talk to Haley about when she's leaving. She's filling up the TiVo yeah. with, which TiVo. TiVo. Uh, Remember 2004. TiVo yeah. And uh, it was like, she's filling up my TiVo with all these E true Hollywood stories. And then he goes, uh, he goes, you know what they say? A clear TiVo equals a clear mind, which isn't the whole point of TiVo to have stuff on it. Like, you record. You you're not like I gotta keep this empty. It's like no. That's the point of it is to like record stuff. 
Like, do you like delete stuff off of it as well? Because that seems like it seems like it should like automatically overwrite stuff. If you're like, I want to watch this show every week, and then it's just like, okay, I'll just delete the old ones. I don't know how TV works. We we had one. We had one, and I don't know how it works. Uh, it was pretty cool for the time, but... We might have TiVo'd some episodes of the OC. Oh my god, I bet we did. Holy shit. Oh, that's blowing my, blowing my fucking mind, man. <laughs> I want that to be like, how like vinyl made a comeback. So yeah. people are like, I found my old TiVo, let's hook it up and see what's on it. <laughs> and it's just oh, like, that would be cool. It's a little time capsule. It's just like all stuff in like full screen. Yeah, then, like then the aspect ratio, like 480p. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> you watch like five seconds of it, you're like, never mind. This is a bad idea. <laughs> that is the uh, the OC DVDs that you got me, uh, full screen, and I kind of love it. I like watching certain shows in full screen for sure, especially if they were like shot for full screen, like The Simpsons. They will. Like if you watch it on um like Disney Plus or something, they'll go widescreen with it, but you're you're losing, you know, like ten yeah. percent on the top and bottom. So like stuff is framed weird. And I'm like, just give me full screen, baby. That's how they made it. Yeah. I don't mind black bars on the side, top and bottom. I don't give a shit. Um so all right, so let's go over to the pool house. It's nighttime now. Marissa is playing Rooney for Ryan so he can get a feel for it. And she is like head to toe rock show Marissa. She's got the crimped hair. She's got her like short black graphic tee on. She's got her jeans, her chucks. She is like, right now? Right now? (laughs) (laughs) Like that's all I could think about when I looked at Um, her. She's like, right now? Punk. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to rock show. I'm a rock and roll girl tonight. I found myself, my brain going back to high school Jay, who would like go to a show and see a girl like Marissa in like brand new Chuck Taylors. Yeah, shiny that, like, white she uh, toe. Yeah. To come to the show and just like judging her. Like, she don't belong she, here. <laughs> <laughs> the, the toe cap isn't even scuffed up. I'm here she every night, I'm in the pit. <laughs> Every night. <laughs> I got holes in the side of my chucks. I should probably get a new pair. They're not comfortable at all, but these are my battle boots. Yeah. Probably ask my mom for a new pair of shoes pretty soon, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ryan has reservations about going to the show, but Marissa... It's his Riesch- first concert. Aw, little baby. He so has a- cute. He's got his little, his little leather strap on his wrist, <laughs> and he's like putting on a button-up shirt. I'm going so out excited. tonight. Dude, yeah, he hasn't even been to a fucking show. How do you expect him to go to Paris? Get real, <laughs> Oliver. You're just, you're just being a dick, Oliver. Um, Marissa reassures Ryan. She's, she's like... Natalie's going to be with Oliver. Rooney's a really good band. And you'll be with me. And Ryan's like, there won't be dancing, right? Callback, because Ryan don't dance. And that's what they call a callback in comedy, Ryan. That's right. Ryan don't dance. Market, dude. Market, callback, Rooney. Rooney, best band. <laughs> Marissa's. Rooney. Marissa says, I'll dance. You can watch. 
Which is a weird thing to say. Like, Ryan's just going to be like, in the corner. Mm. <laughs> like, what? I'm watching you dance. I can see Ryan being into that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, so then they start making out. Cut over to the Rooney song that Marissa was playing is continuing to play through Seth's stereo in Seth's room. How about that for a Schwartz? Schwartz cut. In Schwartzchen. In Schwartzchen. Uh, Doesn't work. They Schwartz. They Schwartz the song. They Schwartz it up. Um, so Seth's Two. playing that same song for Sandy. Who is rocking out, dude. I loved watching Peter Gallagher like getting into the music. He's just like, oh, he's like kind of he's bobbing his head. Digging Rooney he loves so Rooney. much. He's like, and you like, got another ticket? <laughs> he's so into it. I just bet like, he was thinking like, oh, would when Kirsten and I get intimate tonight, playing Rooney. I'm gonna play some Rooney for her. <laughs> I know the only CD we own is Solomon Burke, but we're going to switch it up a little. We're going to shake it up a little bit tonight. Oh, bet you are, Sandy. <laughs> um, has that Rooney poster always been on Seth's wall? It's like, nope, nope they just added it for this episode. When uh. he got the postcard that he put on the cork board, it came with a poster. He's like, all of my fan club, my Rooney fan club stuff came in the mail today. Got the postcard, got the poster, putting it all up. There is a, he has the like Ben Folds Live poster. Yeah, I remember that bed, one. And that's been there since like episode three or four. And in the next scene, when they're like kind of waiting in the um, lobby area yeah. of the, uh, at the venue, there's a, Benfold's live like small poster on the side of the wall. You think it's the same one? I think they just like shrunk it down. Oh, okay. I was like, the prop department just run out of posters. They're like, shit, grab some from Seth's room, put them up. It's, in the yeah, I mean, it's smaller, but it's just weird that it's like the, the same exact one. same poster. They might have gotten like sign off on, you know, only certain bands and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like they could feature Benfold's posters in the show like they they cleared that with his uh record label or whatever so they're just like oh, put him in the venue too also seth's a cool kid he's he a cool w- kid he would be into the bands that are on the walls of the venue that they're yeah. at which I i'm wish surprised said the name what they didn't say the name of the venue and i wish they. i had. know it wasn't the bait shop was it no yeah. it wasn't it was bait a different shop season two right i was just like meant like architecturally it was different i'm surprised they weren't playing at the fucking rose bowl because this is rooney and everybody is like so excited about rooney. yeah it's sold out and because it it's a pretty small venue it they is it's got like low place. ceilings and yeah one bar oh rooney and it's an all-ages show it is it's an like all-ages all show high school kids oh no thanks. If I see all ages now, I'm like, pass. <laughs> I don't want to deal with any fucking kids. Well, there's um, a weird, there's a weird moment later that I'll bring up that just really like threw me out of believing that they were at a concert. I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so 
Seth stops the song abruptly for fear that Sandy might start rocking out too hard. And uh, Sandy asks him if he's going to do drugs at the show. And Seth's like, no, I got to stay sharp. It's my first date with Anna. And Sandy asks if Summer knows that he and Anna are dating. And Seth admits that he hasn't told her yet. Sandy drops some Steven Seagal advice. He says, the anticipation of death is far worse than death itself. Ooh, that's a good gym. That's, that's a good little good nugget. Seagal, man. Yeah. And Seth says that uh, he's going to tell Summer on Monday. And Sandy's like, good. Now get the fuck out of here. Your mom and I want to have the house to ourselves. And Seth's like, now there's a visual I do not want. And Sandy's like, your mom's a hottie. And I got her. <laughs> and I thought that was so sweet. That yeah. he was just, you know. Like, obviously, he's making his son uncomfortable. But just the, he said, like, your mom's a hottie, and I got her. <laughs> like, it's and just, it's just a sweet, that was just a sweet thing to say. They're great. Guy. I love them. And he loves making Seth uncomfortable. <laughs> well, yeah, more loves, than anything. He loves giving him advice. Yep. And then making him uncomfortable. <laughs> In that order. <laughs> uh, so, oh, finally, here we are. The Rooney Show. Oh, baby, we're at the venue. We don't know what the name of it is. Yep, but and there is a huge line. It's sold out, baby. It's sold out, and everybody's trying to get in on time. Everybody wants, don't, you can't, don't want to miss that first song, man, when Rooney, Rooney comes out. Seth <laughs> Rooney. says, because, because they're, they're waiting for Oliver, because yes. he's the one who's getting them in, but Oliver's yeah. not there. Marissa's calling him. He's not answering. So this is when, as an audience that doesn't trust this guy, we're like, oh, yeah, he doesn't fucking know Rooney. This is bullshit. Piece of they're not shit. getting into the, into the show. And, uh, and while they're waiting, Seth does say, he's like, um, oh, because cause Ryan goes up to the, the woman who's got the clipboard. Right. And he's like, hey, him and Marissa are like, hey, we're friends with uh, Oliver. Oliver Trask, and the woman's like, "Who's Oliver Trask?" And you're like, "Ah, oh, shit, she doesn't uh, here know we who go. he is either." Yeah. So they're like, they're they're like waiting back in the lobby, and I love that Luke keeps calling everyone their freaks. Dude, I was he's like, like <laughs> Luke's in full dumb dog mode. Where he he's just going, like, "Hey, Cohen, sure are a lot of freaks here tonight." Look at all these freaks. <laughs> like it's saying it loud, and Seth is just like, "Oh my god!" Like this is. The worst friend for for Seth, but it's, it's yeah. The dynamic is so good. Oh, I love and, uh, it. And like Seth is talking to Anna, and the way he breaks it down is perfect because they're a band that at this point uh, has one album. Yep. And he's like, we got to get in there before the first song starts. He's like, they only got one album. Then you factor in the standard cover. That's twelve songs. <laughs> that's all they got. They got like a, they got like forty minutes maybe tops, forty minutes set for yeah. all these people. Forty minutes of live music, but oh, it's best forty minutes of live music. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, going to see Vampire Weekend when they put their first album out, and it was like that. They had yeah. one album. Yeah, they played every song on it, and they were the headliners because they had like blown up and. 
they finished their last song and everyone was like cheering for an encore and they came out and they're like we don't have any more songs we don't know any more songs <laughs> we just like, started oh, being okay. a band everyone was like good point <laughs> i was like well you shouldn't be as popular as you are then <laughs> how did that happen um yeah and then uh although you could argue that Rooney's album is arguably one of the greatest albums ever made. So totally worth the, the hassle you got to go through to watch 40 minutes of live music. Right. I'm joking. That Rooney album <laughs> sucks. Shaken's a good song. Shaken's okay. Uh, then summer shows up. Uh Oh, wasn't L- expecting who invited this. her. Marissa. I guess Marissa did. Cause they're, besties um yes marissa can't get a hold of oliver they're just like walking back to the car like i guess we're not gonna go to the show because it's all sold out because rooney's the best band ever and oliver's there in the parking lot he's like guys there there you are i thought i said back door and ryan is quick to call him out no you didn't and just then oh my god Rooney shows up. Freaking Rooney is Rooney shows up there with like guitar players got his got his guitar case. Sure, they're implying that they just got there, right? To the venue, yeah. Rooney didn't fucking sound check. Like Rooney Dude, just shows up and gets point. on stage and goes for it. Yeah, they're they're already like dressed in like their full like denim jackets and bell bottoms, but they're like. Credence Clearwater revival haircuts, <laughs> all denim. Yeah, uh, the the uh, Jason Schwartzman's Jason Schwartzman's brother, uh, like looks identical to Jason Schwartzman. Yep, uh, <laughs> he's just like he's the one who like shakes Oliver's hand. He's like, "Hey, what's up, man?" Is this a lead singer? Yeah, yeah. Okay, of course, of course. Right. Yes. He he he's like Oliver, my best friend. <laughs> To Have which you been I'm snowboarding like, and snowboarding in the Alps recently. Yeah, I'm like, come on, Rooney, you can do better. They so this is the first time that a band plays on the OC, and that's a thing that I really love about season two. Is yeah, that I think this is the only band that plays in the first season. Unless I'm forgetting somebody, mm. but season two, they have that venue open up the bait shop and that's when a lot of these bands come in. But I think they learned from this scene to be like, just have the bands play. Don't try to have them yeah. like, don't have like Ben Gibbard, you know, like talking to Marissa about poetry or whatever. Like no. just show the band playing. <laughs> yep. That's all. And that's th- it. Literally like, yeah, that's, that's all you need. <laughs> And even that's kind don't, of don't have the guy from Modest Mouse like talking to Ryan about tattoos or anything. Like just oh man, play I really the songs. love that though. If they just like improvised a scene or something, <laughs> just give me a little bit of that. I, that I, I would like, but that I'd be into. But yeah, you're right. They're not actors. They're rock stars. Mm-hmm. Big difference. Um, I love that when the they were all walking in. Luke goes, "Which one's Rooney?" Luke, that's the band's name. Not that's the just people a fun joke. It. Even if he knows, that's fun. That's good, a fun joke. Good one, Luke. Uh, Marissa asks Oliver, "Where's Natalie?" 
And Oliver says, they got in another fight and he's dateless tonight. And I, to which I say, you are dateless every night, <laughs> Oliver. I went under to go, where's, where's Natalie? And he go, who? Oh, <laughs> oh, uh, oh, oh, my girlfriend. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, we got in another fight and long distance, you know. And Marissa's like, uh, no way. We'll be your date. And Ryan is thrilled about this. Oh, boy. So then they all go backstage. And then we cut over to the Cohen's house. And Sandy and Kirsten are getting ready for a nice little quiet evening all by themselves. They have not planned at all. Like, they're walking down the hallway like, what do you want to do? Yeah. They, they don't even. <laughs> I kind of love that. They, they don't even know what they're going to do. Like, but that, get in the hot the tub, maybe they have, have a, yeah, have a glass like, of wine. Do some yeah. hot tub and fuck yeah, let's go. Open a bottle of wine, let's go. So, but oh, plans are dashed because suddenly Haley pops in with a pizza <laughs> and Jimmy's sitting on the couch in the game room and they're playing Operation and the camera goes slightly Dutch. So we're like, <laughs> it's like, it's whenever a character is like, you know, drunk or like confused or distressed, it'll go and like everything will be kind of on a diagonal. And uh, man, I'm feeling that for Sandy right now. Boy, do not want this to happen. I um, get, I yeah. get that um, this happens on purpose because it's a TV show and they wanted to, you know, bomb Sandy and Kirsten's date night by having Haley and Jimmy there. But Jimmy has his own place. Why he really didn't they does. go to his place? I guess because he doesn't have TiVo. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's true. Or board games, because like board games are a big thing for mm. this hangout. Anyway, you're right. I don't know. I don't know. They should have just gone to Jimmy's, but here we all are. Kirsten's like, I thought you guys were going out tonight. And Haley's like, well, we were until I found out there's a Golden Girls marathon on. And uh, looks like we got some third wheels going on in this episode. Huh? Um, Here we are. This is turning into a 18-wheeler, if you <laughs> oh, ask me. With semi all truck these wheels. Yeah. Big rig. <laughs> so <laughs> we go to... Um, we go backstage at the Rooney show. Oh, man. There's beers. There's people. They are all white people. There are no <laughs> person of color at the it Rooney is show. all white people at Rooney. Oliver is handing backstage passes that just say all access. All access. You know how rock shows are. <laughs> All access. You could go anywhere you want with that badge. The, the backstage area is bigger than the venue. It's, Dude, it's huge. There's like couches. It's, a, it's like multiple rooms. It's incredible. It's very nice. Have you ever been in a green room like that? Never in my life. What about Red I've Rocks? Played, I've played at Red Rocks, and the green room is not that nice. Although, we didn't get the nice green room. To be fair. Well, yeah, you got to get the Rooney green room. <laughs> I said when I got there, I said, where's the green room that Rooney used? <laughs> They're like, oh, you're, you don't get to go in that room. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, 
Yeah, Oliver's giving everybody the passes. Um, notices Luke admiring a guitar that's sitting uh, sitting over there. And he asks Luke if he plays. And Luke's like, yeah, I play a little. And a guitar tech comes and hands Luke one of freaking Rudy's acoustic guitars. <laughs> and Luke begins to sing an original song. And I have to say, it's gorgeous. He's got a great voice. It's like kind of a slow, it's like a sexy slow jam. He's it's like, like a Jason Mrazzy kind yeah. of thing. Like, yeah, but it sounds great. Like he sounds great. And I'm like, also it, the way that the the guy like hands him the guitar, and Lucas like, you know, I've like written a couple originals, and it's like, well, here you go, go ahead and play. Normally, in a scene like this, someone would just like kind of strum and like pluck a little like get familiar with the guitar yeah. but he immediately Go goes right into, into like girl when i saw you the other day and yeah the, and like just goes right into a song <laughs> that he wrote in a room full of people it's awesome he is shameless and i love it <laughs> so yeah he starts playing this jam the sexy jam and oliver's like yikes bye and i'm like fuck you oliver you wouldn't know talent <laughs> if it was your made-up girlfriend so then Oliver moves over to <laughs> Seth and Anna, who are arguing about telling Summer that they're dating because that's apparently all they talk about now. Uh, and I'm just like, fucking rip that Band-Aid off, dude. Like, get yeah, this, this over is with. The, this is the seventh conversation they've had in this episode dude, about this whole, this. They just drag out these, like, Seth plot lines where, you know, like, the love triangle thing and now, like, the telling Summer thing. I'm just like, let's just get to that. Get that over with, please. Yeah. Um. So then we come back to Luke. He's like in his own world now, and admittedly, the song has gotten worse. Like he's being goofy. <laughs> he's doing like sound effects and stuff. But I admire his commitment. He does go. He goes, <laughs> <one."> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Silly ass Luke. So, um, Oliver exits. And Anna talks Seth into telling Summer, like, now. And um, she's like, there are a bunch of cute musician guys here. So she can just, like, you know, rebound with one of them, I guess. And uh, Seth seems to be on board with this plan. And then Summer enters. And Anna makes up an excuse to leave. And Summer asks if she can stand with him and Anna during the show because Marissa's on a date with Ryan. And um, Seth, like, still cannot find the courage to tell her. We get one more shot of sweet Luke playing his his Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> this this song is a roller coaster. It's like, you know, it starts out really, like, sweet and gentle. And then he goes into his, like, sound effects, like, hard rock part. And he's kind of, like, clearing the room. Like, people are leaving. Bit. Yeah. And... I loved it that it didn't deter him at all. Like, he Mm -hmm. didn't even... He probably just didn't notice, but it wasn't like he was getting discouraged. He was still just like, nope, this is my moment. Somebody handed me this guitar, and by God, I'm going to finish this song. (laughs) Oh. I, I See, if I were there, that's the type of thing. Like, Rooney... You know what you're going to get when you go to a Rooney show. You're going to get the album. It's going to sound like the album. They're going to wear all <laughs> denim and it's, it's going to be fine. It's going to be a, it's not going to blow your mind. 
But if you're they backstage did. and you see something like what Luke's doing, I'm like, that's the shit. Like that's like that's real. Is that, is that Tom York? <laughs> Who is is Tom York a tall blonde guy? I always thought he was a short British guy, but <laughs> I guess like I've never seen him in person, so you never know how tall somebody is. <laughs> it's 2004. We haven't really seen that many pictures of of Radiohead at this point. Just spin magazine covers. Yep. Uh, so then we um, go. Yeah. Oh, uh, I was gonna say, but we'll we'll get to it. As Rooney played two songs that we saw. The first one is Shaken, and right. it's great. The second one, I did not like. <laughs> it's like a slow jam. It's like, why is that the other song that you show them playing live? Like, it's boring. That's the song where everybody goes and like gets a beer while they're playing it. The, it was, I I don't remember like the exact melody, but there's one point where he's like, bye, 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 bye. And it's just like, that's what you... That's that's the line. <laughs> Guess we can see which uh, Schwartzman got all the talent. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, this guy uh, is a is a director now, and because uh, he's a Coppola, I'm sure he's just gonna do whatever the hell he wants <laughs> yeah. for the rest of his life. And, that, I, and I he's looked gonna... at his I looked at his Wikipedia page. He's got he's done a lot. Sure, yeah, he's a Coppola. <laughs> just run off he's like I want to be a director he's like Haley he's like uh, I think I'll be a director now mm, I don't want to be a director anymore um, I don't know maybe I'll be in a band again I don't know <laughs> Rooney uh, still a band still a band you listen to their new stuff I thought about it and then I didn't <laughs> I'm gonna listen to it for as much as I can stand probably won't be that much what if they're great? What if I love them? I don't it know. It might be great. I'm talking shit on Rooney, but, you know, he's privileged. Shaken so. is a good song. It's okay. <laughs> so then we go outside the venue. Oliver makes a phone call, and he's being very demanding about buying drugs. And then we go to a commercial. This is the first scene where we straight up see him being, like, doing bad shit, like, legit yeah. And we don't know exact like he's not saying like bring drugs, but it's <laughs> very much implied. He's like, but Where's your guy? Tell him to get here. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like up until this point, everything's been like, I don't trust this guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I I don't know if I believe I didn't all even the stuff know that he's saying. He if he was real. Like I thought he was <laughs> yeah, like a figment of Marissa's imagination. <laughs> At so. this point, he's talked to every main character. Well, now I, I I get that he's a real a real person, but yeah, he's he's a very mysterious and enigmatic mm-hmm. figure. Um, so then we we come back from commercial. We're at the Rooney show. House lights are up, so I'm assuming we're still pre Rooney at this point. Um, Ryan stands behind Marissa with his hands around her waist. You remember seeing couples do that at shows? We, I remember uh, the girl I dated in high school when we would go to shows and see couples like that. We would go, they're a couple. It was like very much the like, (laughs) (laughs) obviously, you could tell by the way they're standing that they're a couple. Check them out. They're a couple. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like Ryan has like 
the hands locked around her waist and the show has not started yet. Oh yeah, he's already in like like Ryan, I know it's your first show, so let me explain some etiquette to oh, you. He's trying so hard. He's like, I saw some other guy doing this in a movie. Also, Marissa probably hasn't been to that many concerts, so maybe she was like, No, you have to put your arms around me like oh, this. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is what you, this is how you stand at shows. So we can both <laughs> watch, but we can still hug. <laughs> but yeah, just seeing them doing that was like I was like painfully accurate to yeah <laughs> real life uh, high it. school. Let's it's like a high, yeah it's a high school kids show thing. Um, Oliver approaches them and says that uh, he can't see the show from where he's standing, uh, and then he like escorts them elsewhere. And Ryan's like not stoked because he's like I'm just trying to just trying to be on a date with my girlfriend <laughs> he's like i'm already locked into the we're a couple pose can't you see we don't move yeah from here on out we're locked in dude <laughs> i can't break this hold <laughs> uh, meanwhile anna's like seth did you tell summer and seth's like no and apparently you could just talk at a normal volume in a full-ass venue because that's what they're doing <laughs> they're just like Hey, Seth, did you tell Summer? No, I didn't. It's like, you have to yell. At it. It's like, I know the band's not playing right now, but this venue's still full of people. It's still loud as shit. But. And they're playing like house music, and probably. You would think that, <laughs> wouldn't you? But um, we'll, we'll get to that. But uh, so Summer approaches, and she's got drinks, and Anna is like sick of waiting on Seth, and frankly, so are we all. And she's like, I gotta pee. Wanna come pee with me, Summer? And Summer's like, sure. And they both take their drinks into the bathroom. This was just her Summer walking up uh, with three glasses of Mountain Dew was very <laughs> much like any other time... I can recall seeing a movie or a TV show or anything that's depicting like a concert. It's usually, you know, beers or like mixed drinks or yeah. like something like like a a a a Coke, but you assume that there's like whiskey in it or something. Right. But she walks up with these three bright green like <laughs> secret of the ooze drinks and yeah. it just really took me out of like believing that they were at a concert because it's like three mountain dews and like glasses yeah it's so weird very strange yeah you would think it's like just give them a can you know if you're a bartender it's like you want to spend as little uh, amount of time on the mountain dew kids as possible right <laughs> do do bars have mountain dew <laughs> oh good question in their little like soda gun, it's like we got Coke, <laughs> we got uh club soda, we got Mountain, Mountain Dew. Dew. <laughs> uh, maybe like all ages venues, I guess. Yeah, dude. The next time, if we ever get to go to a show again, next time we go to a show, I'm gonna go to the bar and be like, Mountain Dew on the rocks. <laughs> Wild man, just want to see what kind of reaction that gets. Um. So yeah, uh, Anna invites Summer to the bathroom, and she's like, "I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell her that we're dating." And Seth's just like, "Oh, oh boy," <laughs> befuddled. But secretly, he's like, "Oh, good, I don't have to do it." Oh, thank God! Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then we cut back to game night at the Coens, 
Sandy, Kirsten, Jimmy, and Haley are all playing Connect Four and reminiscing about the glory days of high school when Jimmy and Kirsten were dating. You remember those days because Jimmy That's brings them up. That's his whole thing. Is he? Yeah, like he was like, I wanted. We wanted to like relive the babysitting days again when he was babysitting seven-year-old Haley, who he's now. Like hitting on, Hank? like actively, yeah. like. <laughs> well, I guess he's he's maybe not like trying to hook up with her because I think she kind of initiates it initially. But yeah, like they say, like we're gonna hang out, and maybe he genuinely thought that they were just hanging out, just hanging, but yeah. they do kiss at the end of this. And, oh yeah, and yeah. then there's more kissing later on, and uh, mm-hmm. they they date for a while. I'm pretty sure i don't know i don't know what term they put on it but they fucking yeah and you don't typically start those types of relationships by being like hey let's recreate when i used to babysit you <laughs> but that's when what happens tell you it's past your bedtime Mm-mm-mm, can't you gotta finish your broccoli before you can have dessert <laughs> you Did know you what dessert is <laughs> yep it's gross (laughs) um so yeah they're all playing connect four and talking about the glory days of high school and blah 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 and sandy wants to shoot himself in the face with a gun uh Haley's like i learned everything i know from you speaking to uh kirsten I learned everything I know from you. You used to be cool before you started working for dad and paving paradise to put up a parking lot or a three-car garage. And Kirsten's like, um, ouch. And Sandy's like, hey, it's getting late. (laughs) Let's go to bed. And Kirsten's like, yeah, yeah, I got an open house tomorrow. And Haley says uh, another snide comment half under her breath like, oh, yeah, that's all this town needs is another McMansion just like this one or something like that. And um, it, it almost seems like it's like an uncontrollable tick that Haley has. Yes! Where she's like... like she couldn't she, not be shitty. It yeah, was so she can't weird. help but be a twat, like, at this moment. <laughs> and she's saying, like... Yeah, because it does... She does, like, rattle it off almost as if she's like, I can't control what I'm saying. It's just... I'm just coming at it, like... Like a Jim Carrey and Liar Liar or something. Right, yeah. She's like, oh, no, I don't want it. But, like, <laughs> it's like one of those things that you would just be like, just like, yeah, I bet you would. Like, it's something you would kind of mutter under your breath. But it's like the line is way too long. So it's like she does it for an extended amount of time. And it just feels so unnatural. She's just like, oh, yeah, that's all this town needs is another McMansion just like this one. It's just like. You're speaking, like, at full volume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Saying a whole sentence and all like she she says like three or four different things and i guess it's to like impress jimmy but jimmy's not being like yeah good one he's just like sitting there like waiting for his turn to play connect four or whatever the fuck he's doing it's just like sitting there like don't talk i love her don't talk about her like that dude well jimmy may be sitting there but Sandy ain't having that shit, no sir. <laughs> Sandy goes off on Haley for like disrespecting Kirsten and driving their family crazy while they shelter and feed her. And uh, at some point, like Jimmy tries to defuse it, like, 
oh, hey, this is just sisters being sisters, you know, sister stuff. And he fails miserably at that. And <laughs> they used to do this when uh, we would babysit Haley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it. they bicker, you know, it's sisters, <laughs> sister stuff. And Haley's like, well, you won't have to put up with me for much longer. And she like knocks the Connect Four over as she's storming out. And I really wanted Sandy to like yell back at her and just be like, you promise? Like, just, <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, leave. Good, <laughs> good. I don't want you around. And uh, you know, if you're not if you're not careful, Sandy, I might just leave and never come back. And like, he's like, yeah, cool. Kind of what I'm what I'm hoping for. <laughs> and then uh, Jimmy's like, sorry. And uh, Kirsten's like, it's not your fault, Jimmy. And then Jimmy's like, no, the board game. Sorry. And I'm like, fuck off, Jimmy. What are you talking about right now? You want to play another board game after that? Oh, dude's the worst. I I didn't like that joke. I don't think anyone it's could pull it off because it's a bad joke. Yeah. But then I thought, maybe this is why Marissa doesn't know what a joke is. Yeah. I, you know, it's all clicking right now. <laughs> I mean, Julie's cool, but like Marissa hates Julie. Like, I mean, Julie's not cool, but Julie at least like... I don't know, has a sense of humor, can be affable, like like she could be real, but Jimmy's just such a doof, man. Oh, kills oh, me. Oh, Jimmy. Uh, so then we cut over to the Rooney girl's bathroom. That sounded weird. <laughs> the girl's bathroom at the Rooney show. Um, and okay, so this is where I'm like, I really noticed it. This is the quietest rock and roll <laughs> show in the history of music. There is no music being piped through the venue, um, nor is anyone else in the bathroom talking. It's just Summer and Anna, and they're it speaking. It almost like, looks like a like a bathroom at like a nice hotel. Like it doesn't look like a venue bathroom. I like, wonder if that's what it is, because there's that kind of low ceiling. I wonder if they're playing in like the basement of a hotel or something. <laughs> Maybe I don't, I don't know. know. Like I imagine they shot the exterior shots somewhere else yeah there seemed like there was like a marquee above the door or whatever but yeah it definitely doesn't whoever was doing like the set deck yeah uh i don't think they really nailed the whole venue bathroom look although maybe women's bathrooms at venues are (laughs) nicer (laughs) yeah we're just used to like you know like stickers and graffiti all over the place and just like you know Gross toilets and yeah, I'm like, it's weird that they can look at themselves in the mirror, right? Yeah, (laughs) that never happens at venues (laughs) I go to. Um, so Summer and Anna like realize that they both love the Golden Girls, yet another motif, as we'll call it. We don't have Mm -hmm. a motif drop, but it's not a callback, (laughs) and that's what we call a motif, a motif. Um, so, okay, Anna says that she is Rose, and Summer says that she is Blanche from the Golden Girls. Now, these are archetypes, I assume. And I never really watched the Golden Girls, but Ashley has, and she kind of broke it down for me. Okay, good, because I, I didn't know anything either, and I, I wanted to... Yes. No. So, apparently, Rose, who Anna says she is, is, um, that's Betty White. 
she's like the ditzy airhead sweet down home country type checks uh, out she says uh ashley said no one wants to be rose um <laughs> but she says anna's too smart to be rose right mm. uh i guess anna was more of a b arthur but i think her name's sophia which is who ashley says she is um she says Rose is emotionally intelligent, though. Like she'll have these, like these moments of like, like deep philosophical like epiphanies and stuff throughout Golden Girls. So she'll have these, you know, like that type, kind of okay. like airhead, but then like has has like profound moments, um, which Anna is. Like I'll say, she is pretty emotionally intelligent. She she can read a room. Um, Blanche is like the youngest Golden Girl. And she's always going out and like partying and hooking up and stuff. And I'm like, that tracks with Summer. Like that. Yep. That's spot on. <laughs> so Ashley says apparently that I am a rose. Oh, <laughs> which I'm like, okay. And she's like, so the cute one. I'm like, Rose is the cute one. I'm like, I'll be the cute one. Sure. I love him. <laughs> I'm a Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> you so are. <laughs> um, I don't even know that either. I I I never watched Sex in the City. I think you'd be I a rose too, honestly. Oh, well, couple couple of roses. Couple of roses right here. Yeah, I don't know because there's Sophia, who's like the like kind of like sarcastic, intelligent, quippy one, and then there's the other one who's like the old lady. <laughs> they didn't oh, they're give all her old name. ladies. I forgot her name. She's the other one. What's her name? Golden Girl. You know what? This is so very off topic, but I was I watched uh that thing you do the other day and I never noticed that the bass player they never gave him a name. For for who? For what? And that thing you do? Oh, wait, he never got a name? No, and at the end when they do the like uh epilogue or whatever where they're like so and so went on to be a jazz drummer. Like oh shades, right, yeah. Shades. And like the bass player, like joined the military, but they call him TB Player in his little thing. And I was like, the, the bass, bass player. player. Weird. They never named him. It was fucking weird. <laughs> and he so was strange. in the movie like the whole time. Man, that's like how a bass player would get treated, though. Always <laughs> get done dirty. All right, so so, um. B. Arthur was Dorothy. That's who Ashley is. Sophia is like uh, Dorothy's mother. And I don't know what her deal is. But you're not her. You're a rose. We're a couple of roses. Couple of roses. All right. Glad we got the Golden Girl stuff straight. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, Summer and Anna are bonding over the Golden Girls affinity. And, um, you know... They have a laugh together, and now all of a sudden, Anna kind of gets why Seth has such a hard time telling Summer that they're dating, because Summer's great, and how dare you hurt her. Mm. So now, we're at a stalemate. It's this, I feel like with Seth, it's, it's that. It's that he has feelings for her. 
to what degree, we're not entirely sure right at this moment. He's also kind of scared of her because of the rage blackouts. Like, there's just a lot of reasons why he doesn't want to break it to her. And then, yeah, now Anna is like, oh, we're we're Golden Girls buddies. I don't want to lose her as a friend. I get that. Yeah. Um, so then we cut over to the Cohen's front steps. Jimmy is leaving and Haley comes out and apologizes for her behavior. And Haley's like, you got to go. And Jimmy's like, I don't know if I ever told you, but I'm an extremely important person. Just kidding. I have nothing but time. And I'm like, Ugh, both of you get a job. <laughs> like, Neither of you have anything to do, and you are worse. You are worse people for it. Um, Haley says, didn't it feel like the good old days playing Connect Four and pissing off my sister? <laughs> Essentially is what she's saying. And yeah. uh, in a rare moment of clarity, Jimmy says, no, it felt like two old people grasping for the old days. I'm like, yes, Jimmy, finally, Jimmy. finally, you're coming to your senses. Also, he hasn't mentioned ESPN Classics once this episode. That's unbelievable I, to me. I really thought at some point it was going to come out because this whole thing is about reliving the old days. It's like in between Golden Girls episodes, he's like, can we flip over to ESPN Classic? <laughs> I think they're showing the Celtics. Celtics Bulls 94. <laughs> so Haley's Bird like. First Jordan. Dude, yeah. I'd watch that game. Um, Haley's like, come on, don't you wish you could be in high school again? And Jimmy's like, yeah. Clarity (laughs) lost. Like, he had it for a second. (laughs) And then he just went right back to like, oh, man, yeah, it would be cool to be in high school again. Like, bro, you're like 40. Grow up. (laughs) Um, Then Haley kisses him. And says that she's always had a crush. Didn't you know? Didn't you know Jimmy always had a crush on you? And Jimmy, foot in his mouth, Cooper says, Well, you were eight when I went to college, so no, I didn't. (laughs) What the fuck? You just made out with this girl. She's like, she says something, which is like, it's kind of a cute thing to say somebody you've known for so long. I always had a crush on you, didn't you know? He's like... Well, let's see. I went to college. I was 18. You were eight years old. So I wasn't like thinking about like, you know, an eight year old having a crush on me or anything. Like, bro, you're, <laughs> you're blowing it. You got no game. It is incredible how he always manages to say the worst thing. <laughs> and yet good things keep happening for him for some reason. Like, I don't understand. Oh, Jimmy Cooper. Jimmy, check your privilege, Cooper. <laughs> um, so Jimmy like backs away from Haley. He's like, I don't want to complicate things. He mentions how Kirsten and Sandy are amazing, and she's lucky to have them looking out for her, and he knows that he is. And so I'm like back on board with Jimmy. I'm like, that was a good move, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm like, real, I'm real hot and cold, and then hot again with Jimmy tonight. Like he's <laughs> He puts his foot in his mouth. He takes it right out and says something good. So, but then we, knowing what we know, is like, but then they do end up getting together. So I guess yeah. it's like, I want to do this, but let's slow it down a little bit. You can always count on Jimmy 
to make the wrong decision eventually. <laughs> it's like they keep reeling you in with him saying, having moments like that where he's just like, he's just like, hey man, like this is going to screw things up. Like you should really be like grateful. Sandy and Kirsten, they're amazing, blah, blah, blah. Plus, I got to like, get Sandy to help me finish that resume. I really got to find a job sometime in the next year and a half. But maybe like, I don't know, tomorrow we could like bang if you want. <laughs> Just not tonight, you Just know? T- tonight I want to go to bed with like a clean conscience. Tomorrow, different story. So he and leaves. he like gets in his like BMW, yeah. which I'm like, what the fuck? He has a nicer I car I than this guy I will lost ever have. Everything. Not the car. Still got that car. So, Jay, it's time. Fucking Rooney. Hey, you know what? I can say I genuinely enjoy and respect about Rooney. What? You know who's the backup singer in Rooney? The drummer. Ooh, just like you. Mm-mm-mm. Yep, yep, yep. Nah, nah, nah. He's the only backup singer. Like, you got lead guitar guy, you got bass guy, you got synth guy. None of them had microphones. The fucking big, big curly hair Afro drummer. (laughs) Dude, the bass player did not look like he was having a fun time. Well, that was all those bands. Yeah, that was kind of the shtick, wasn't it? It was like, pretend like you don't want to be here. I guess I get it, but that guy was like, at least like the... Schwartzman's little Schwartzman was up there like dancing around and stuff. Bass Robert, players. Robert Schwartzman. It's Robert? Or it might be Rob or Bobby or but Bobby. Like Wikipedia said Robert. Robert Coppola Schwartzman. Wow. Talk about privilege. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the band is rocking out. The crowd feeling it. Everybody. Also, bold move by them to open the set i know with their hit song (laughs) that's a closer guys maybe they bookend it and they do it twice (laughs) they only got 12 songs everybody is rocking and rolling at the rooney show man the band is playing their hit song shusha shaking everybody loves it oliver was right They are amazing live. They're amazing. They sound just like the record because they're just playing the record and they're lip syncing. Uh, The band gets so much screen time. I mean, I know we've been building up to this, but like it was a little egregious how much they because usually they'll like show the band. They'll play like a couple lines and then they'll they'll move on with the story. They'll be like. All right, now we'll get back to Ryan and Marissa, like, while yeah. the show's going on. But, like, they played a full fucking, like, intro, verse, and chorus <laughs> before the Again, scene though, moved forward. this was, like, the first time doing it. I think they were, like, figuring it out. So by the time yeah. it gets to, like, season two and, uh, like, the killers are playing, they kind of have it, the dynamic of it worked out a little bit better. Yeah, I like how they... Still wanted to remind us that we were watching the OC, so they would like cut to like Oliver and Marissa like 
rocking out together and then they cut over to ryan who's like back by the bar and people are just like bumping into him the whole time he's just like oh i hate it here but then and they go back to the band and then they go back to ryan and people are still bumping into him by the bar i'm just like move <laughs> ryan move get out of there this is his first concert he doesn't know what to do i don't know where to stand the band's playing i, I heard you weren't allowed to walk around while the band's playing <laughs> Oh, it was torture. Um, so finally, we break this Rooney spell, and Ryan approaches Marissa, and she's like kind of ignoring him. Band's playing, she's dancing with Oliver, and so Ryan's like, "Hey, come here, Marissa," and she's like, "Okay," and then he takes her. They go out back, uh, like behind the venue, and they start making out for a second. Marissa's like, "What are we doing?" We're missing Rooney. (laughs) And Oliver's all alone. And Ryan's like, Oliver, as soon as they leave Oliver by himself, he starts like scratching at his face and like like wiping his nose and just like jonesing like a fiend. Where I'm like, if I can't have I know he said he was was a recovering addict, but like he went from like really sober and like yeah, keeping I'm his fine. composure to like yeah to like a like a like a, a caricature of what a crack addict looks like right yeah yeah marissa is his crack <laughs> um yeah ryan's like oliver's fine and marissa's like hey you said you wanted to hang out with friends got him like that's classic marissa defense you got to take take ryan's own words and throw them right back in his face he uh ryan does before she says that though ryan does go uh she's like we were you know we left oliver and he goes oliver will be fine he's friends with the band yeah <laughs> you could just look on stage and wave at him and they'll wave back <laughs> My friends. hey oliver We'll play this next song for you, Oliver. <laughs> it's called Shaken. We're playing it two times in a row. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, and Ryan's like, you've known this guy for like two weeks. How good of a friend can he be? And Marissa's like, we're both in therapy. He can tell me things. Like, Jesus Christ, you idiot. Like, I think she kind of loves making Ryan jealous, maybe. Like, she has to know that that's what she's doing, right? Yeah. She has to. You would hope so. Unless she's just, like, completely oblivious, but man. So, she continues, um, look, I know you don't, I know you didn't want to come here tonight, so if you want to go, and Ryan fucking calls her bluff, he's like, all right, later, and he just fucking dips, I'm like, I'm kind of like, good. Good on you, Ryan. Like, she and Oliver deserve each other. They both suck. Like, <laughs> let them let rock out to Rudy. There are moments in this show where, because when you, when you step back and like rewatching it and, and analyzing it the way we are now, like, before we started rewatching it, in my mind, it was like, Ryan and Marissa, they were like perfect for each other. Seth and Summer, they were perfect for each other. Sandy and Kirsten, perfect for each other. And then like rewatching the show, I was like, Ryan and Marissa, I don't know if they were perfect for each other. 
Like, I don't even know if they were that good for each other. Yeah, they did. And they did like making out with each other <laughs> a lot. That's true. That was kind of like, yeah, the extent of their relationship, though. That's like as deep as it got. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really think it's just like Marissa's just not like compatible with anybody. She's just kind of a nightmare person. Yeah. Because, I mean, the longer the show goes on, like they don't, they aren't dating, but he's just like constantly essentially like like saving her from the shitty guy that she's dating instead of him. Right. Like, yeah. Like Volchek or uh, Johnny. Johnny, yeah, like all these guys are just like, oh, yeah, yeah, this guy's no good. I'm like, what are you doing? Or, uh, Alex, <laughs> uh, Olivia oh, yeah. Wilde, it's, it's, yeah, it's just, yeah, Marissa just can't get it together. And Ryan hey. is so grounded and he's so, like, like ready. He, he's like, if, if Marissa was cooler if she was better <laughs> Ryan would have married her like forget about it but she just sucks but um, also yeah it's better for the show that <laughs> yeah that they're they're not perfect every episode no I agree yeah gotta get that drama so Ryan exits um we go back to the venue for a second uh, well, Ryan's like walking through, going to the parking lot, I guess. And uh, he passes Seth and Luke. <laughs> and I, I would say that Luke is rocking out with all of the grace of like Homer Simpson. Like he is just like, shush, shush, shake it. Like he's just like, a yeah, big... we just, we just heard him like singing his original song in the back. And it was like pretty good. He has a like, good voice. He's he definitely like can hold a tune and he's not drunk. Yeah. He's just like so excited to be amongst all these freaks as he called them. <laughs> he's become one like, with the freaks. Shake, shake, shake. Yeah, like Homer Simpson. <laughs> Dude, that's all it reminded me of. He's just like, Yeah, Rooney. <laughs> and again, and again it's, it's like He's embarrassing Seth. Yeah, Seth's over there just like, oh, God. Can't and he like, this guy. doesn't know. I love this Luke. I love this character. I do, too. This character like, so much. He's fun. He's fun to watch. Um, So as Ryan gets to the parking lot. He, d- oh, he also goes, yeah, Rooney. <laughs> yes. Which I was like, I love when people yell the name of the band at the show. Woo. <laughs> Radiohead. <laughs> Could you imagine? I want to start doing that if I ever get to go to shows again. If we ever get, uh, I did miss being at a show watching this because I was like, as as much as I might not have enjoyed seeing Rooney live, if you were like, hey, I got, it's okay to go see live bands now but you have to go see rooney i'd be like i'm going oh, oh yeah 100 percent, dude let's go we'll, we'll drop acid <laughs> we'll go see we'll rooney. say rooney to them yeah. while they're playing like the song. in between some <laughs> rooney rooney <laughs> they're like yep that's us <laughs> which one <laughs> 
As Ryan gets to the parking lot, he sees Oliver getting slammed against a fence. And he comes to his defense, although he really shouldn't have, but he's a good person, unlike Oliver. He can't help it. Like it's it's like he blacks out for a second. It's yeah. just like, I have to help. It's in his DNA. Like, yeah, it's just it, it's a compulsion. Yeah. Um the guy pushes Ryan away and says that he's a cop. And Oliver just tried to buy Coke. Uh-oh. Cut to commercial. Bye, Oliver. Good riddance. So we come, we come back from commercial. Rooney's doing that slow jam that isn't very good. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, 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 bye. They're like, people really like that sync song. If we say it more, mm-hmm. if we say bye more times, they'll like it more. We'll call it sing song. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. Ooh. <laughs> genius, Rooney. Um, Seth is <laughs> trying. genius for this one. They don't give this song as much screen time as Shake, and they're giving them a little bit. Because it's also boring. It's boring. It's a, slow, it's a slow jam. Which I guess I get the, like, you got two songs. Let's do a fast one and a slow slow one. I but... don't know. I say give, give, me, give me two upbeat, poppy, give me something to remember you by, Rooney. You don't want to go out on this mm-hmm. flat note. Um, But we cut away from Rooney, thank God. Seth's trying desperately to get a drink. Like at the bar. Ryan shows up. And the bartender's like, what'll it be? And Seth's like, Mountain Dew. <laughs> and the barkeep like ignores him. And Ryan says... Mountain Dew. The barkeep's like, how many? <laughs> it's a fun bit that the barkeep's yeah. just like ignoring Seth. And then Ryan doesn't even say, Ryan just like looks at Seth. He's like, three. And Ryan just goes, holds up three fingers. Barkeep's Perfect. like, cool, man, got you. I be- <laughs> and I bet it's because if you look at Seth, you're like, that that dude's not 21. That guy, that's underage. I don't give a fuck about you. You're not buying alcohol. You're not give me good tips like fuck off with your two dollar mountain dues he looks at ryan he's like this kid might like order a whiskey or something like an easy (laughs) this kid is a man yeah (laughs) this kid is a man because irl he was like 25 years old so i get it (laughs) How much do you tip if you just get a soda at a Man, bar? See, I the way I see it, it's like the bartender's doing the same amount of work pouring my Mountain Dew as he would be pouring me like Jameson on the rocks or whatever. So you mm. give him the same, you give him the same tip, give him a buck or whatever. Like, okay. you know, if it's a fancy cocktail, obviously you're tipping more. But I say like Mountain Dew in a glass with rocks, you're that's a dollar tip, even even if it only costs two dollars or whatever. Like you, you just can't, and that's how you get. That's how you get the bartenders to keep paying attention to you if you're ordering Mountain Dew all night. That's true, because he does when he does finally give Seth the Mountain Dew. Seth like throws the money at him. Yeah, he's like, pissed. He just tosses it, and he's just like, "Fuck you!" Like making me wait on my Mountain Dews. Yeah. Oof. So, which I like. This is. Like, the guy was ignoring him and being kind of a dick, but also, sure. don't throw money at him. That's- yeah, you you don't you don't win that way, Seth. 
but Mm-mm. I understand your frustration. So Seth informs Ryan about Anna. Tell I also think it's a it's like a confidence thing. Like Seth doesn't have any confidence. Ryan comes mm-hmm. in there. He's all confidence. He knows what he's doing. He's pulled up to a bar before. It's fucking Ryan Atwood. You kidding me? This is his first concert, but it's not his first bar. Hell no. <laughs> Grew up in bars. <laughs> anyway, so Seth informs Ryan about Anna telling Summer in the bathroom, and it seems like they've been in there the whole show. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they're missing Rudy. They're just hanging out in the bathroom singing the Golden Girls theme song or whatever. <laughs> How long is that theme song? <laughs> just it just repeats. It just loops. <laughs> they're on like the eighth verse. They're like, and then there's Blanche. <laughs> She's kind of goes out and parties. <laughs> oh, I'd love that. Oh, it's kind of like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song. Where they're just like <laughs> Michelangelo is Michelangelo. the party dude. <laughs> yeah, Blanche is Michelangelo. Oh my god, four Golden Girls, four Turtles. Perfect. I want to write an essay about that <laughs> later. I'll do that later. Okay, so Ryan's <laughs> no, like, let's do it right now. <laughs> no, let's do it. Right we'll now. be right back. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna do it live. Actually, I'm gonna <laughs> dictate it. Ryan's like, I need to borrow your phone and your keys. It's Oliver. I'll tell you later. And Seth's so just like, okay. And I'm like, Ryan still doesn't have a phone. Again, yes, because earlier when Marissa called him, she called him on the landline. Yep. And then for him to be like, I need your keys and your phone. Did phones used to be like really expensive? No, right? Not for the Coens. They're loaded. But like those flip phones and stuff. No. They were like not until like smartphones did they start to be like really expensive. Yeah, the iPhone came out and it was like. 600 bucks or whatever and people were like what you want me to pay that much for a phone um but no yeah like a little motorola flip phone come on hook ryan up after all the shit he's been through in the six months he's been living with you you should get this kid a phone get the kid a phone come on sandy so this is the the one uh problem i have with their parenting yeah Buy Ryan a fucking phone. It's not that much. So, Seth hands the keys and the phone to Ryan. Ryan dips out. We cut over to the Cohen's kitchen. Kirsten can't find Haley. Sandy's like, that's fine. Kirsten's like, (laughs) I'd rather have her here where I can keep an eye on her. And I'm like, girl, let her go. Let that baby bird fly. She's the, it's, it's the, you know, her mom, their mom died. And so because she's the older sister, yeah, she kind of feels like she has to be the mom now. And it's, and like, it's, it's a real bummer. Cause she's like trying really hard. And you're yeah. like, Haley just insulted you for like five minutes straight. Yeah. And she's eating all your bagels. Kick her to the curb. So then the phone rings. Sandy answers. He's just like, I'll be right there. He hangs up. It's Ryan. He's at the police station. He's a good dad. He didn't get mad. He didn't blow up. He took action immediately. Uh, So Sandy's going to go meet Ryan at the police station. 
where Oliver has been arrested. Um, then we go back at the Rooney Rock and Roll Show. <laughs> Seth. I love that you keep calling it the Rooney Rock and Roll Show. <laughs> Dude. It like gives it even less credibility. It's rock it and roll like, music. It's the welcome back to the 54th annual Rooney Rock and Roll Show. It's a rock Here's and roll host, concert Ryan show. Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> That's what it feels like. It feels like this like <laughs> this like highly like this highly produced like thing like this isn't rock and roll this is like marketing or something like i don't know what rooney is <laughs> um so seth finally gets his mountain dues and that's when he like tosses the money at the barkeep and lo and behold as soon as he too, gets his it's mountain too dues, late in the night for mountain dew i agree Seth's gonna be up all night also like in so many episode i'm just thinking about this now like so many episodes of this show up until this point these kids are getting like wasted and they go to a yeah. they go to a show where you can like cut loose and like do bad stuff and they're just drinking mountain dew all night Psst. i wonder if that was like in rooney's contract they're like we're not gonna have any underage drinking at the rooney rock and roll show <laughs> We'll play by the rules. These are the these are the Rooney Ro- these are the Rooney Rock and Roll Show rules. <laughs> Rule number one: Have a good time. Rule number two: Rocking out is okay. Rule number three: No drugs. We've got undercover cops all over the venue, and no underage drinking. Other than that, have a good time. Rock and roll at the Rooney Rock and Roll Show. So Seth finally gets his Mountain Dews, and the show is over. Oh, no more Rooney. Again, they just ended it with a... Night, everybody. (laughs) Not a great song. Yeah, kind of went out on a... Again, yeah, they they blew their load right at the top, man. They came out with Shake, and they were like, oh, shit, all our other songs are, like, boring. We, We screwed up this set list. Oh. Um, Anna finds Seth and Seth's like did you tell Summer and Summer enters and she's like tell me what oh here we go classic OC teenage sitcom uh oh moment this- it's it's like so uh, like it's it's so, such like an obvious thing to happen yeah. that I loved it Oh so yeah! It, was like, it needed to it was, happen. I, it would have yeah. never happened if Summer didn't <laughs> over That's here. That's true. I was like, God, finally, she's yeah. gonna find out. Oh, okay. So we go backstage there because they have their all access passes still. Um, they tell Summer that they're dating, and she's totally cool with it. She's eating a carrot. She's fine. Um, so it's like she might be acting a little bit. She. Definitely is acting a little bit. Because she's Summer. She's a she's a badass. She's a little yeah. Miss Vixen. Yeah, she's a Blanche. So <laughs> so it's like, and you're not mad. And I just love the way she delivered. She was just like, eh, eh, eh. She's just like <laughs> brushing it off. Like, great performance, Rachel Bilson. Loved it. Um, yeah. So they're like, so we can all still be friends? And Summer, I would say she's hiding her pain beautifully. She's just like, totally. In fact, 
what are you guys doing right now? Like she's, you could tell that it's, it's hurting her, but she's still like team player. Like, yeah, totally. It's cool. Let's hang out. Which we're going to see kind of from this point on, she like goes over, like goes out of her way to like always be around them and like be in the middle of them. Right. Yes. Third wheeling. Also, doesn't she say like, uh, Rose would never do this to Blanche or like something. But she said, wait, she's jab. What she says, Blanche wouldn't do this to Rose, but Rose would do this to Blanche or something like that. Something like that. It was just like, if it were the reverse, the golden, like the golden girls would, whatever. Yes. Yes. She did say that. Another, another little, would we call that a callback? Nah. Nah. <laughs> not, not not as good. So, go to the police station. Sandy approaches Ryan, who's sitting in the lobby, and he got Oliver off because he used to play poker with these cops. This kid got caught buying cocaine. Cocaine. From an undercover cop, and Sandy Cohen walks in there. He's like, "Sweet talks the guy, hey that you Jerry, poker with, yeah." And I'm like, they're like you know this kid? And he's like, "Eh, he's a friend of my <laughs> adopted son's." <laughs> like, ah, he sucks anyway. I don't like him. Get him out of here. <laughs> Um, he was in that jail cell for 20 minutes and he bummed out all the cops. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> like, we're looking for an excuse to get rid of this kid. <laughs> um, and t- Sandy Cohen with the pull, man. He's got it. Uh, Sandy's like talking around. He's like, is this kid a friend of yours? Ever the concerned father. Mm. Ryan explains that he's Marissa's friend from therapy. Whatever, who cares? Oliver enters. Sandy's pretty stern with Oliver. He's like, I'm gonna finish up your paperwork. Sit tight. He's like, kind of kind of being a mean dad to Oliver, which he deserves. He's trying to buy cocaine. Well, he does say to Ryan, he's like, you know, his parents, he told the cops his parents are are leave left him alone for like a month or something. And like Sandy uh would never, even though he is like the world's greatest dad, he would never personally be like, I'm the world's greatest dad. But he does, like, you can tell he's, like, pissed off at Oliver's parents. He's oh, like, hell yeah. Who does that to a kid? Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, no wonder this kid's got problems. His parents are, so, like, absent. <laughs> if this was my first time watching this, there would have been a little moment where I'd be nervous that Sandy would be like, you know what? He's going to come live with us. <laughs> 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 I can't sit by and let, I mean, I did the same thing with you, and look how great you've turned out. <laughs> I mean... But this Ryan Atwood versus Oliver Trask. Yeah. So he probably took one look at Oliver and he was, he like, the thought crossed his mind. He was just like, nah, <laughs> not this one. So, um, but his test scores. Oliver doesn't have good test scores. Uh, so, yeah, Sandy goes off to do his paper, Oliver's paperwork. Oliver's sitting there with Ryan. He's like, why'd you do this for me? You don't even like me. So he's aware that Ryan doesn't like him. Gee, I wonder why. (laughs) 
And Ryan's like, I don't really know you. So what happened? And Oliver's like, well, Natalie didn't show. And I saw you and Marissa and your friends. And then it hit me. I don't have anybody. I'm all alone. Yeah, because you suck. Yeah, dude. Because <laughs> you're a sociopath who lies about everything. And now you're making uh, making up your girlfriend and blaming this shit on her. Yeah. She's not a real person. <sighs> dude, I think I would totally fall for a sociopath, though, because I kind of felt bad for Oliver in this scene. <laughs> like, if a sociopath tried to con me, I'd be like, sure, yeah, here's all my money. Which, I mean, to be fair, like, again, we know what happened. We know the outcome. Sure. But, like, there is the, like, he did know Rooney. He so did. maybe Natalie is real. And it's just, we are having trouble believing that. But, like, maybe she's going to show up in an episode at some point. Yeah. She I'm doesn't. Just, no, but I'm just confused the whole time with this kid. I'm just, like, don't know but what then, to believe. At the end of this episode, you're completely like, oh no, fuck this dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> and we'll get to that. God this creep damn. show is That was is, it's the way this episode ends is like scarier than most horror movies. Yeah. Like it is disturbing. Um so Ryan reassures him to his own chagrin that hey, you've got Marissa and Seth likes your taste in music and Luke likes pretty much everybody now because he's a dog. And... <laughs> and uh, the New Luke. They should just call him New Luke. New Luke. He's New Luke, guys. Don't even <laughs> think about old Luke. This is New Luke. Turn to New, new Luke. Luke, who dis? <laughs> so Ryan, or I guess Seth's phone rings and it's Marissa. He sees the caller ID, it's Marissa. And Oliver's like, you going to tell her? And Ryan looks at the phone and goes, no. You are. And then he hands him the phone. I was like, that was badass. That was badass. Uh, you are. He hands Oliver the phone and he just walks away. Oliver picks up. And he's like, hey, it's Oliver. <laughs> and Marissa's like, I just love the sound of your voice. Hey, it's Oliver. Hey, hey. It's Moroccan. I mean, it's Oliver. <laughs> Mr. Moroccan. <laughs> um, so then we cut over to the Cohen's kitchen. It's later in the night. Sandy um, gets a bagel out of the... And then goes, Not a night bagel. A night bagel. Because he had a night. He had to go bail a kid out of jail. He was dealing with <laughs> Haley He's and Jimmy shit. He deserves a, nice a bagel, bagel, I think. He goes to the fridge to get his schmear. And when he comes back, Haley is like a like a gremlin. Like she just like <laughs> appears and is like going for his bagel. <laughs> Sandy Cohen puts his foot down. He's like, you get your own goddamn bagel. <laughs> and uh he uh He goes, doesn't he say like, sit down, we're gonna talk. Yeah. And maybe I'll give you half of this. Yeah, yeah. And um so they sit down. Sandy apologizes for blowing up on her earlier. And she says that he was right. Like everything he said was right. They have kind of a heart to heart about her future. And Sandy suggests maybe she gets a place in Newport. 
she admits that she doesn't know what she wants. And Sandy says, that's not entirely true. And then he slides half of the bagel over to Haley. Because sometimes you gotta be a dad to your (laughs) wife's sister. I mean, because her dad's not really doing a good job. Caleb, are you kidding me? Is he still in Paris? I guess. Who fucking knows, man? But Sandy comes through here. I love him. Um, And then he kisses her on the cheek and says goodnight. Goes to bed. Beautiful. Resolved. We cut over to the pool house. Ryan's laying on the bed. Marissa enters. They make out. It's hot. Then Seth, Summer, Anna, and Luke all barge into the pool house. Luke is yelling because he has damaged his ears rocking out (laughs) to Rooney at the Rock and Roll Rooney concert. (laughs) I, you know... Every year, the Rock and Roll Rooney co- the Rooney, Rooney Rock <laughs> and Roll year. concert does a really good job of keeping the decibel level low enough that it doesn't damage these teenagers' ears. But this year, I don't know who's doing the sound, but it could have really hurt some kids. I know this is so unlike the Rock and Roll Rooney concert, which is a family-friendly event for all ages, <laughs> where you don't have, even have to wear earplugs because we keep things at a at a reasonable decibel level. Have a Mountain Dew. Enjoy some music at a reasonable volume. This is the Rooney Rock and Roll concert. Rooney Rock and Roll show. Don't worry, guys. It's only 40 minutes long. There's no opener. (laughs) You just come in, have a couple Mountain Dews, and then you're home by 10 o'clock. Rooney Rock and Roll show. Balloon animals for the kids. (laughs) It's fun for the whole family. Oh, man. This actually sounds kind of (laughs) nice. Ashley and I went to a... um, we went and saw the Magnetic Fields, uh, the last album he did, the the fifty. It was like his memoirs, and he, he like turned fifty, and then he wrote fifty songs, one for every year of his life. That thing, yeah. So the the show was a. It was like my favorite concert, and it just it just informs me of how old I am because you go into the venue, no opener, it's just him. All the music is like little like ukulele mandolin music. It's like nice and quiet. And uh, there were they set out tables at Variety Playhouse. They set out tables like on the floor and stuff. So you just Ooh. go and you sit at a table. And he comes out and he plays 25 songs. And there's like little projections and stuff. And there's like a little set deck and, and everything. He's got a band. He tells little How stories. How long are these songs? They're like two minutes long. Okay. It's like 69 <laughs> love songs. It's like they're just like... Quick, short little pop songs um they're lovely and then he plays 25 songs and then he's like okay we'll see you tomorrow night and then you go home the show lasts like an hour and then you come back the next night and he plays plays the next 25 songs it was it was like one of my favorite concert experiences of my life i was just like this is so nice like we got little cocktails it was just like nice and intimate and quiet and it was the it was it was kind of the opposite of the rooney rock and roll show okay <laughs> Um, but, but I loved it. Anyway. It sounds great. Yeah, I'm a big fan of sitting at shows now. Although, like I said, now I'll, I'll fucking crowd surf. I'll take anything. Yeah. I'll yeah. go see some fucking like 
high school punk band in some shitty basement venue. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I I have, like, quarantine has gotten me into, like, more, like, upbeat punk rock stuff. Than... Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> I've been listening. It's... I've been hardcore listening to Jeff Rosenstock. Like, yes! I'm so into that guy right now. He's great. I'm so happy. He played on uh, Seth Meyers uh, last night. Oh, really? Cool. It was really cool. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm glad he's he's kind of blowing up. Yeah, he deserves Seth it. Myers, big fan of him. He <sighs> does a he did a very like heartfelt intro about how much, and he also likes the hold steady. I think me and Seth Myers would be really good friends. <laughs> we should call up Seth Myers see if he wants to guest on the <laughs> on the podcast. He's like, only if I could talk about the Rooney Rock and Roll show. <laughs> I was like, sorry, dude, you you missed the boat on that one. <laughs> we covered it. Um, so yeah, Luke has damaged his ears standing next to the speaker. I love it. He just comes in. He's like, dude, Ryan, that, that did not suck at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old Luke. Um, they all invite like Marissa and Ryan to come play PlayStation and they exit. And then Ryan and Marissa are like making out for a second. They're like, yeah, let's go hang out. And they go hang out, cut over to the game room. This is like a, such a great little scene where you see all the dynamics of all the characters. Yeah. So we start on, start on Luke being a lovable idiot, like playing, playing the, game, the ninja game, playing the ninja game. Um, and then we, we, we pan over and we see Seth being like annoyed with Luke and kind of sweet on Anna. And then summer comes and like wedges herself, like literally wedges herself in between Seth and Anna because she's trying to be like, Hey, we're all friends and I don't want to watch you guys be a couple. So I'm just going to sit in between you. And then we pan over and we see Ryan and Marissa just like Marissa sitting on Ryan's lap. They're just like making out on the chair. I'm just like, yeah, of course, that's that's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what they're contributing here. And then they're like, uh, and then they do the thing because PlayStation 2 only has two controllers. So yeah. it's only two people can play at the same time and they finish up a game or whatever. And they're just like, Ryan, you're up. And Ryan like gets out of the chair and Ryan walks over. Ryan immediately stops making out with Marissa. Like, and then- I'm up, babe. I'm up. <laughs> and then like... It's it is really like this beautiful moment and like the camera's kind of like like uh like moving back. Yeah. And you see like you see like they're they're like throwing popcorn at each other yeah. and like Ryan is really like I don't know what he's saying, but you can see him like being really kind of like animated. Goofy, yeah. Like somebody hit him with popcorn and he's like, Hey, come on, who did that? Like And this is where we should fade to black and go to credits. Oh, and it would, and we would go. I loved that I episode loved so it. much. What a great, what a great mo, what a great episode. Everyone's having a great time. But instead, <laughs> the camera instead keeps the music, pulling back. Whatever music was playing, it fades it out. out. It's like a fun like pop song. Fades out. All you're hearing is like crickets. The camera keeps pulling back. And you see a shadowy figure standing in the backyard watching them through the window. And then it cuts to the reverse shot. And it's fucking Oliver being a crazy creep. Like, he's like a little twitchy. Like, he's kind of like... I have, I have goosebumps right now. <laughs> you just, just thinking about talking it. Talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I watched... Uh, you'll be proud of me. I finally watched Us the other night oh, by myself. Yeah. And How'd you do? I felt the exact same way when they like are standing in the drive. You yeah. see them like standing in the driveway, mm-hmm. and it's 
scary as fuck. And they're like backlit and you just see kind of like their silhouettes. Yeah. And the longer that they like stand there not doing anything, the more you're like, what the fuck is happening? But like, I felt that similar way when you see Oliver just like standing there watching them. Dude, it's fucking creepy. So creepy. And then fades to black. And then it fades to (laughs) black. That's the episode. Like on Oliver's face. Fade to black. Dude, yeah. That's when that's when you're like, okay, okay. As soon as I start, it's kind of like with Jimmy. It's like as soon as you start being like, hey, he's not such a bad guy. Nope. I regret saying that immediately. Uh, but also, like, this doesn't, there are, like, a few more moments with Oliver where you're, like, kind of worried about the safety of some of the people but like that was like a genuine and i scare very easily but that was like a genuine like me being like oh i don't like this no 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 it is bad news dude yeah and then it's funny that it's still the normal like yeah it didn't do like a creepy minor version of the song like it's like that should be the Halloween episode, dude. He's so scary. Um, yeah, and that's uh, episode fifteen, the third wheel. The I think we all know who that is now. It's that wheel you left outside because <laughs> you don't need three wheels for a bicycle. Uh. MVP, new Luke. New Luke, 100%, dude. <laughs> new Luke. I second love him. time. Actually, Luke won once, but yes. new Luke. <laughs> new Luke is coming in strong. <laughs> and yeah, he got featured a lot. He didn't he didn't really do so much in terms of like moving the plot forward or like helping anybody, but he was a delight. Every moment he was on screen, I couldn't I couldn't wait to hear what would come out of his mouth next. <laughs> I think I think that was them being like, we gotta reintroduce this character. He's in the opening so credits. Yeah. Like his face. So they were like, <laughs> let's kind of sprinkle him in and give him like the funny lines. Mm-hmm. And say so, like don't give him too much in terms of like but yeah. he's He's in for the next however many episodes. And another thing, another reason that I remembered that I really like New Luke is that I think in the next episode, he's like, I don't like that Oliver guy. And yeah. Ryan's like, really? You don't? Everybody <laughs> loves him. And he's like, nah, man, I don't trust him. <laughs> like, Dude. oh, yeah. Luke, almost, yeah, like how we call him like a like a golden retriever. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's like when the. Smell it. <laughs> right. It's when the bad guy shows up. And he's like being all friendly to any, everybody, and then the dog's like, <laughs> like "That's Luke." He I like, wish Luke growled at him. I do too. <laughs> I wish, <laughs> I wish that they just replaced that actor with a dog, and they just like went around <laughs> to shows and stuff with a golden retriever. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's very much like uh, like Mr. Peanut Butter on BoJack Horseman. Like, he's yeah. that very like loyal, real nice guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think at some point in this episode, Seth even like makes a comment about Luke like playing fetch or something. <laughs> like, I wonder if we can teach him how to play fetch or something. Like, he 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 talks about like the fact that Luke is a dog now, which is yeah. funny. 
Um, yeah, congratulations, Luke. New Luke, you're the MVP. New Luke. All right, man. Well, that that about wraps her up. You got anything else? Um. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we uh, we should say this more often, but uh, I would like to say thank you uh, to you guys for listening. Also, thanks to um, Kitty Wing Productions uh, who puts this podcast out for us. Thank you, Muhammad. We love you. We love and, you. Um, you listeners should check out Muhammad's new podcast uh, called The Rank Bros. Uh, it's Muhammad and his brother, and they rank things. And it's very funny. It's very enjoyable. Uh, they get into uh, discussions and debates over things that you might not even think need to be ranked. But that's what but, brothers do. Yeah. And Mitchell did the theme song for it. And it's really good. Oh, thanks, and, man. So, yeah. And also, it's not three hours. Like <laughs> I was going to say, it's a much more digestible length. It's like <laughs> half an hour because they... Uh, they realize the economy of podcasting, unlike <laughs> us. <laughs> we last episode was a little over two hours, and we we're like, "Hey, we're getting pretty yeah, good." Yeah, check us out. I mean, this one's clocking in under three, and I am very proud of us for being so efficient. Hell yeah! <laughs> um, well, yeah. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, like we said, you know, uh, don't feel like you need to, but if you would like to leave a. a a nice review for us that would be cool if you have some friends that you think might like this uh tell them about it um again you don't have to but we like doing this and uh hopefully you guys like listening to it um and, and hope uh i hope everything's going okay for you uh we're still in very strange uncertain times um but we are here for you and uh hopefully Listening to us uh, bumbling buffoons uh, brings you some kind of uh, comfort or joy or something. And if you're that other OC podcast, oh shit, we'll Meet see you in the, the playground on the playground court. <laughs> Meet us on the playground court. Meet us at the Rock and Roll Rooney show. <laughs> Meet us in the pit at Actually, the Rooney Rock and Roll Show. That's rule four at the Rock and Roll Rooney Show. No fighting. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time, we will OC you later. later. This podcast is a Kitty Wing production. <laughs> <laughs>